All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Average Overlanders podcast. I'm Jared. And I'm Ben. And tonight we have uh, Chef Sean. Ooh. Chef Sean. Hi there. I wish you were like actually making us something deep, but well, we had some delicious grilled cheese, so. Yes, the the, the grilled cheese I have never had point. with avocado. Delicious. Yes. Thank you, Jess, <laughs> for keeping us fed. We're sponsored um, by Jess. So yeah. <laughs> Chef Jess. But uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, so we have Chef Sean. Um, Instagram is Fastlane, but it's F. F-S-T-L-A-Y-N, right? Yep. Okay, I got it right. Cool. <laughs> yeah, he essentially took out the vowel out of the first word. <laughs> oh, I can't buy a vowel. Can't no. buy a vowel, dude. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> me up, dude. No. Yeah. Oh. yeah, thanks for coming out, brother. God, my pleasure. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny. You said Chef Sean was coming on, right? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, is he a chef, though? Or is he just go? Because we call our buddy Jeff, Chef Jeff. Yeah. And he's not actually a chef. He just know? makes us good food. And then, and then you show up and you're in like full chef garb. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, like, oh, this guy's a legit chef. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> no yeah. joke. So I've been uh, a chef in the industry for, well, I've been in the food industry for a little over 30 years. Oh, shit. Um, but I've been a chef for... You just gave away your age, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I was well, he's only 32, so... I'm, yeah, or wait, yeah. no. <laughs> I was born a chef. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course. <laughs> Like Ricky Bobby, I get up in the morning, I piss excellence. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> I just watched that part you, of that you today, live, actually. Uh, <laughs> you live life in the fast lane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's that's why my handle on Instagram. So it started out, you know, just like you guys, started out in the in the tuner world, uh, you know, growing up. Uh, um, it in. Yeah. My first car was a 87 Honda CRX. Oh, nice, you nice. had the you had the like OG CRS. Oh, yeah, yep, carbureted, yep. carbureted, Carb- yep. <laughs> yep. carbureted. Uh, lowered it by um, heating up the coils in the back. Ooh, <laughs> and then it was a torsion spring suspension yeah, in the front. Yeah, so yeah. I had the uh, bolts like cliffhanging. Yeah, to drop the front end down. Yeah, you know? yeah. why not? That, right. <laughs> um, you know, uh, what color? The, uh, it was the white with the gray trim on the bottom. Ooh, two tone. Yeah. Is that so? That came after the like the CVCC little bubble yeah, that, ones, right? That was like seventy eight. Yeah, stuff my like dad that. had one of those. It was yeah. green, and we called it the green vomit. <laughs> Affectionately <laughs> known as the green vomit. Yes, but I'm assuming manual. I, I wish oh, I had yeah. one of those. Oh. Probably got amazing gas mileage. Well, um, actually, probably not after you fucked with it, but... Well, back when I started driving, gas was like 92 cents a gallon, so I didn't <laughs> right. care about mileage. And yeah. that was California, 92 cents. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, had had the uh, Super Trap muffler on there with... Uh, you know, oh, the Super mm-hmm. Trap! Oh, dude, I could take the baffles off and that <sighs> thing would roar. <laughs> that was great. Uh, oh, but man. yeah, so I, you know, progressively moved up in uh, in sports cars and vehicles and... So through high school, that's my nickname became Fastlane. Oh, all right. Because all right. I always drove, you know, the the fast cars and would always, you know, wrench on them and mod them out. And, you know, me and my buddies were always on the weekends out at the, you know, meeting at some parking lot at midnight. And, you know. <laughs> yep. You know, what's funny is I recently went to a, a parking lot meetup at night on Friday night. Did you really? Like a, like a. Yeah. Was it, it was like a, like a racer meetup? No, it, yeah. was, it was it was actually in City of Industry, and it was an old school vintage uh, JDM, and oh, it was sick. like from the the eighties and early nineties. And there was a guy who worked for Milestar that uh, was part of their. He's like a creative director at Milestar, and he had this Acura Legend 
there was like a tribute and it had like a one of one body kit from Japan. It was, it was oh. so clean. And, uh, he was, I think he was Filipino. He said, and he had some, um, you know, he did the whole VIP thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, uh, for our listeners, it's like, uh, you know, executive, they, they try to make it like dress it up. Yeah. So you had like whiskey glasses in the back on a tray table oh, yeah. and Curtains. like all that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, curtains yeah. and all that yeah. stuff. But it was very like, um, you know, Filipino style. Is I think is uh, what he said. And so I had like, some, did he have the tall pipes in the back? Oh, those no. are rad, dude. <laughs> no, just like the ridiculous like exhaust, you know, yeah. bottom air dam that just like you know like a two foot stick out. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, I recently went to one of those meetups and it like took me back. Oh, oh yeah, no, that that was that was uh, the culture back then. You know. All my friends were into it. I, I like I said, I went through cars left and right. You had the CRX, went and moved to. Uh, I had a Geo Storm. Oh, <laughs> so the Geo Storm. I've, is that a three cylinder? No, the one I had was was a four cylinder. Okay, but that thing was fast. Really, that was one of the faster cars I had because it was so light. There was nothing. Yeah, to it. weighed nothing. Yeah, I put uh, cat back exhaust on it. Uh, you know, they had just someone, I can't remember the company had come out with a lowering springs for it. You didn't heat those up? No, I, I went the right, <laughs> the right direction. On no, you just went and cut a fucking coil off. That's yeah. what I did. Like, <laughs> what is camber correction yeah, kit? Fuck that. Fuck yeah, it. Right? <laughs> and I had, you know, every bolt on you could think of, you know, K, oh, yeah. K&N filter, you know, all that stuff. So right it was on. pretty quick. Um, went from that to a Volkswagen GTI. Oh, Ooh, the tie. Oh, yeah. Everybody yeah, has a, a German phase. Yeah, yeah. I, I went through Volkswagens twice. My second one was even better. So you remember when uh, Volkswagen came out with the the quote unquote new Jetta? Yeah, and they yeah. changed the body style oh. and, and redes- redes- basically reengineered the whole car. Yeah. So the first year it came out, I think it was two thousand. They only came out with three colors: uh, black, white, and red. Uh. and it was the new body style. I instantly fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. So I started doing research, and I that was the one point eight liter turbo. Uh, it had um, they had a VR six, the VR six, or the standard four cylinder. Yeah, the two O. Yeah, yeah. So I started doing my research on it, and went down the rabbit hole, and found out that the next year, two thousand one, they were going to uh, release more colors. And they were coming out with more packages for it because it was such a big hit when it came out. Yeah, it was kind of this little a teaser almost. You just wanted to test the, the market edition. Oh no! <laughs> so I custom mine was custom built by Volkswagen. Really? Oh, I went to the dealer and I said, "I want this." Uh, Wait a second! You said I just won race wars. I have a ton of money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I want a custom Volkswagen. <laughs> went in, said, uh, "I want this." Uh, it was like a, I can't remember what they called it, but it was basically like an electric blue. Okay. Um, like a metallic mm-hmm. electric blue. And I went and I said, I want this color with, I want the gray leather interior. And the guy says, wait a second. Then one, that color's not out they yet. They don't, oh, you knew something. And they only make, they're only going to come out with this color with the tan interior. And I said, I don't care. I want the gray leather. <laughs> I don't want that, that tan. lame looking tan yeah, right. interior. Get that shit out of here. I said, I want, I want the, 76. <laughs> said, I want the, I want the gray interior. I want the VR6 with a five-speed transmission yeah. manual. And he says, oh, we only make the VR6 with the... Um, the Triptronic. The Triptronic. Yeah. And I said, that's what I want. He said, all right, let me see what I can do. And so he gets on the computer and he's like, all right, there's, there's two in the factory right now that are not done yet. 
both of them have the blue color with the, the interior that you want. He's like, if you put a down payment today, I can have them put the um, the VR6 and made it up to a, a five-speed uh, manual transmission. So nice. How much do you want? Make it happen. Yeah. Wrote a check out to him. <laughs> there you go. So about five weeks later, I got a phone call. Hey, we're rolling your car off the truck. You want to come down? Oh, really? Absolutely. I'll be there in 30 seconds. <laughs> I have a geostorm. It goes fast. I'll be there real quick. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. rad. Yeah, that car was quick. And so there was there used to be a um, aftermarket place in Wilmington. I don't even know if they're around anymore, but they were called Velocity. And uh, they did they specialized in new speed and all the oh, uh, yeah, all, new the, speed. all yep, the Volkswagen. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had a Jetta too and I had new speed springs on it too. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so I went there and talked to them and they were like, oh, this is the first one we've got. Yeah, let's do it. So I had it all tricked out, you know, had the uh, strut bar brace made for it. Uh had it all um, color coordinated. I got the aftermarket uh, new speed uh, spark plug wires, all yellow. And oh yeah, yeah. The, so <laughs> that that engine, the VR6, the spark plug wires, because it's a transverse engine. Mm-hmm. The spark plug wires come up the front, well, actually the side of the motor, and come across the engine cover. Yeah, they kind of come up and over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then feed into. It's the, like a comb over. Yeah. for your motor. It's like it's the Donald <laughs> Trump comb over. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> so I had. I mean, it was all. You know, color coordinated yellow yellow wires going across. Had the yellow um, new speed uh, uh, intake air intake, you know, on there. And yep. then, then I had the 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 brace built for it, and then I had the yellow new speed sticker on it. You know, nice. I, was all, I was all you know coordinated. You're all kitted there. out. Yeah. You do the thing when like you had your hood open, so you put all your stickers inside your hood. I never did that. Oh, yeah, we left the outside of our our car club. We had to leave the outside all clean except for our our club low. You know name yeah. and everything else like so we put like our cannon or ibach or whatever oh, yeah. stickers and we just plaster the inside of our hood so when we'd go you know you got pop your hood and like oh, well, oh ooh, yeah. ooh, you got recaro well no <laughs> i got a momo shifter but uh you know, <laughs> you know just stupid <laughs> shit like that yeah that's funny so um you're a tuner guy i mean it sounds like you had hondas you had euros oh yeah you know all that stuff. what was your favorite car before overland it was the Jetta. The Jetta. <laughs> sounds, I, yeah. I miss the Jetta, man. I, I wish I would never have sold it. We always have those. I just, I saw a meme it, it, the other day. It was uh, something about like, I think guys sell their cars just so they can complain about not selling or missing that one car, you know? Like, that's why I sold it, just so I could have something to complain about later. Like, I wish I never sold that car. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. There's so many oh, cars. I have so many. I'm just, There's so many cars. I'm like, yeah. oh, I wish I never sold that one. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I had to like label it down to like three, I could do it. But, you know, there's a lot more that I wish I would have never sold. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Damn. Damn it. Man. Make me sad. So, so, <laughs> so okay, tell me this. <clears throat> What did you used to do? Have you always been a chef? Well, you said 30 uh, years. I mean, I mean you, you, you've been a chef for that long. Where did you start out? So I started working in high school, uh, you know, little place. I, I actually started at this uh, mom. So and, mom you and, took home ec and it just grew from there, right? <laughs> Easy bake oven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I took home ec. That's where all the girls were in high school, man. Right? <laughs> uh, no, my first job was well i could really go deep with you but uh my first real job was working at a mom and pop pizza place in long beach 
Oh, rad. Uh, it's still there, um, not owned by the same people anymore, but it's called Echo's Pizza. Hmm. Nice. Um, it was a, a, they had a big restaurant in Long Beach, and then where I grew up in Lakewood, they had a, like a satellite uh, store. It was a takeout and delivery only. Yep. And so I started there, got hired on, you know, making pizzas and running deliveries and whatnot. We had to use our own car. Yeah, <laughs> dude, that's thirty did, minutes or less. I did that for like ten years, bro. I, yep. I literally same idea. Yep. And uh, it was great because my friends worked in in oh, all yeah. the restaurants. It's a great job when you're oh, young. You I trade food and stuff. Oh, Everybody yeah. wants pizza yep. too. Yep. You used to get oil changes for pizza, movie tickets, <laughs> yep. all kinds of shit. Oh, dude, dude. <laughs> my 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 one friend worked a like caddy corner across the intersection at Wiener Schnitzel. Yeah. My other friend worked around the corner at the, called, at, hey. at In and Out. We'd walk over. Hey, you guys want to trade a pizza for a couple burgers? Yeah. You know? Oh, instantly. Yeah. Every night. They're sick of eating burgers every night. Nobody oh. wanted the wieners, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was great, though. We That was so much fun because it was it was the the lesser restaurant of the chain, I guess you could say. Right, right. So yeah. the owner was more focused on the big restaurant down in Long Beach. So we were Left just... Left you alone. Oh, my yeah. God. We ran that place into the ground. <laughs> you I mean, would, you probably did really well, though. Uh, yeah, but when you're when you're, when you're eating, trading eating and drinking all the profits, yeah, you know, yeah, that's yeah, true. That's true. But you, I mean, you'd literally walk in this place. There was no tables because it was takeout or delivery yep. only. Yeah, just a front counter area. Yeah, you could walk in, order a pizza. We'd make it right in front of you, or whatever. But you'd walk in the door, and we had a, a shelf up on the wall, and they had a big uh, like a radio ghetto blaster, basically. Oh yeah, up there, hell yeah, just blaring KNAC all day long. You know, we're in there just. You know, having a blast, oh dude. Just run, you're with your buddies, you're yeah. running in and out. Yep. And you get, you probably had your one of your cars, like, same deal. Like, oh, yeah, we just jump in our car and just, yeah, I'll get that pizza there on time. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> all oh, our yeah. friends would come and park in the parking just lot, hang out. Hang out. Yeah, yeah, all night you'd be out cleaning and they're still partying in the parking lot. Oh, yeah. Skating and yep. stuff. Yeah. Yep. Oh, the good old days. Damn, I wish I was young again. <laughs> so after that, I uh, ended up going to work for Disneyland. Oh, so you went from a pizza place in Long Beach, the happiest place on earth, to, to the happiest Disneyland. place on earth. No, well, <laughs> the, well, wait, wait, wait. The he happiest, was at place, the happiest on earth, place on earth, and, and then, then he went to he Disneyland. Went to Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, yeah, all on a whim. Uh, you know, my my parents split up and got divorced when I was a senior in high school. Okay. So my mom, you know, was thoroughly convinced that my sister and I were damaged from you know <laughs> of course everything yeah. that happened. So she made us go to therapy, and the lady that you know, we were going to see, she goes, you know, you're a real good looking, clean cut, all American kind of looking boy. You, you should, you should go work for Disneyland. And I, I thought to myself, are you kidding me? There must be a line like a mile yeah, long. How do you get a job at Disneyland? That people waiting to work at Disneyland. Yeah. She goes, oh, I, don't, I don't know. You, you know, the, you got the look they're looking for, you know, you might want to, and I figured, you know, I got nothing to lose. I'm making yeah. five bucks here at, you know, the pizza place. <laughs> right. So, me and my buddy one day, hey, let's go over there and check it out. Drove over. They had a, a casting, de- call it casting department. Yeah. You know, it was... <laughs> yeah, it was Cast uh, members is yeah, how they yeah. refer to employees. Right. Uh, and it used to be in a building right behind Angel Stadium where the old uh, Metrolink station is. Okay. There's big office buildings right there. Well, their casting center used to be in those buildings. Mm. So we HR. Basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Drove over there, you know, walked in. Hey, we'd like to like to apply for a job. Okay, here, fill this out. You know, was this like the early two thousands? No, this was I hired in there ninety four. Whoa! Yeah, 
So walked in, okay, here, fill this out, filled out the application, handed it back to him. She looked at it. She goes, you mind sticking around for an interview real quick? Oh, shit. <laughs> okay. Walked in, sat down. They asked me a few questions. You know, what do you want to do? I said, well, you know, I've, I've done restaurants so far. I'd like to try something else, maybe tra- attractions or yeah. know, something along those lines. Well, you've got food and beverage, you know, knowledge. You sure you don't want to be in restaurants? I said, well, if that's what it takes to, to get in, then maybe. But I'd really like to try something else, you know. She said, okay, well, we'll give you a call. And literally, I get home and walk in the house and the phone's ringing. I pick up the phone. And she, hey, this is, you know, so-and-so from Disney Casting. Uh, so it turns out we've got a position at the Blue Bayou if you're interested. Oh, that man. quick, dude. That's crazy. The Blue yeah. Bayou, too. That's like not right? like the, it's not like some We're gonna hot food dog cart. stand. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And so I said, you know, you know, what's the, what's the pay? And she said, well, the pay is, I can't remember. It was like, five, yeah, back then. More yeah. than you made it. Five, and a, shop, yeah, five and a quarter an hour. Yeah. I think it was actually the same as what I was making. Oh, really? You know, okay. but I figured, you know, you're only going to go so far in the, the pizza shop right. versus Disney might be. Uh, and I thought, you know, maybe this is, a, you know, a step into something bigger. Yeah, new opportunity. You know? yeah. yeah. So I said, okay, I'll take the job. And I went in, you know, the next day to my other job and said, hey, I'm putting in my two weeks. You know, oh, what are you, really? What are you going to do? Oh, I got a job at Disneyland. Oh, we can't compete with them, you know. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. I'm so, actually making the same amount of money, but it's just the brand. Yeah, sure. Right. <laughs> Don't tell them that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so hired into Disneyland. Uh, they actually hired me as a what they call a seasonal employee. Oh yeah, oh, it's seasonal. Kind of, yeah, and they so, kind of test you out a little bit, you know. That right. way you don't have to pay benefits or some shit. Right. They they very rarely hire in uh, full time people. Now yeah. they do because they're they're pretty desperate. But <laughs> back then it was you know you hired in for like the summer basically. Um, basically but, 90 days. Yeah. yeah it's, it's probably like trial a bunch period. Of, usually like a lot of young kids and stuff. And they're like, yeah, I just want the money for, you know, summer. And then, yeah, I'm over it afterwards. Yeah. yeah. So I, I hired, I actually hired in March. So they were hiring me for spring break. Oh, there oh, you nice. go. <laughs> and, um, it was, they had told me, you know, we'll hire you for spring break. And, you know, uh, if we don't move you up to either part-time or full-time, then we'll, you know, we'll have you come back for the summer and, you know, you can be another, continue to be seasonal. Yeah, you know, for the summer period, I said, yeah, yeah, "Okay, that's fine." So I walked in, and on my first day of training, uh, walked into the Blue Bayou, and you know, again, I was working at this mom and pop place, and yeah. I walked oh, into a this full operation, yeah, giant operation with a huge kitchen, and it was like, it was like coordinated chaos, you know, <laughs> yeah, like all these bodies moving around and food moving, and it was way more volume than I'd ever seen. But what was your job there? Well, were you a line cook or were you like a... So I started out as a, what they call a food prep. So doing okay. like uh, like the pantry, doing salads and soups mm. and, and uh, you know, plating the desserts and stuff like that. Gotcha. Um, but, you know, right away I got the opportunity to start training on the line and around the kitchen and stuff. And there happened to be a uh, a sous chef there who is the one who really kind of started off my career for me. He was very um, kind of welcoming and and really took the time to show me what the kitchen was about and the fundamentals and, and the whole mentality of, if you want to do this for real, like, this is what you got to do. Yeah. And so I've, I instantly fell in love with it. 
And so you had a good mentor. Yeah, he was great. Yeah, that definitely helps. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and it could be like, you know, in the kitchen. I I, I you know I waited tables and shit for years as well and stuff like that. And it's very dog eat dog, you know. Oh like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I was you know eager and and learned fast. So I kept asking, hey, I want to learn how to do the grill. Okay, do that. I, I want to learn how to do the fryers. Okay, I want to learn how to do. Uh, Order cook, you know, over there, there, uh, the the Blue Bayou used to be famous for its prime rib. Yeah, and so I, you know, the the, the fillets the, are good too. Yeah, and the in the back then, the, the you know the the cream of the crop position was to to carve the prime rib. You know, uh, that was the, the the position. And so, hey, I want to learn how to do that. Oh, not yet. You got to be good at <laughs> everything else. You know? Right, right. Finally, got that opportunity to do that, and so. People started saying, "Hey, you, you know, you're learning fast, and you, you seem to like what you're doing." Oh yeah, I love this. This is great. You should go to school, and you know, you, you know, do you want to be a chef someday? Yeah, oh, I'd love to be a chef. We should go to school. And I, I thought, what are you talking about? Go to school to be a chef? I go, like I'm doing it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm like, hands I thought, on right now. Yeah, yeah. I thought I'm you a just chef. you yeah. just uh, work in a restaurant and kind of work your way up, and then yeah. someday you become the chef or whatever. And they, no, no, no. You you can go to school. They have degrees and yeah. you know the whole thing. And I thought. Really? And at that time I was I was going to college, but I hadn't still hadn't figured out what I wanted to do. What direction? Do. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think I changed my major two or three times. Yeah, been there. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I actually took like a whole semester off cuz just cuz I was like, I don't know where I'm going. Been yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's most I'm, people. I'm yeah. still on my semester off by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I found out that um in Costa Mesa there was um a junior college down there, uh, Orange Coast College that had a great culinary arts program. So I went down there and put in my transfer and um, applied for the classes and, and got in and started taking classes. And I, I, uh, my biggest memory of starting out in culinary school was, number one, like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. Because there's all these other guys there that obviously were already chefs and probably just trying to get, like, the degree or whatever. To, yeah. You know, to bolster their career. But they already know, like, oh, this herb goes with this, and you know, you saute this to to make it like this. And I was like, what the fuck? I'm here to learn all this stuff. How do you guys already know this? <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I, I feel yeah. out of place. And so it, it was intimidating at oh, first. Oh, I can imagine shit. But I had a great instructor. Um, he actually back in the, in the day was like super involved in the um, ACF, which is the American Culinary Federation. Mm-hmm. Um, he competed on in like the culinary Olympics and was uh, like team captain for team California and all this stuff. And so he was really smart with, with food and just the dynamics of the kitchen and everything and was very inspirational. So can I, sorry, just stop you right there. Like, um, like what style was it? Because there's different styles. There's like the French cuisine. There's a, you know, like there's like different types and styles and stuff. Was there a so specific style? Everybody that, that goes through culinary school is basically what they call classically trained. Mm-hmm. So they start you off with the fundamentals. And I mean, we could talk for hours about right, the right, fundamentals right. of No, it's interesting. Yeah. But, you know, there's, there's a, there's a, a, a concrete foundation that you have to start with basically when you become a chef yeah. and it's, it's the, the French way, the, the classical way, because that's where it all started. Yeah. And they, and old school, it's changed a lot now, right? I mean, our culture has changed. It's gotten yeah. a lot softer and yeah. whatnot. When I went through it, 
it was basically like going into the military. Yeah. Oh, they, I bet. Because the the classical system is built off of what they call the brigade system, which is how military is established, right? Yeah. You have a chain of command and it, everybody has their job and, and the rank and it's the same way in the kitchen. That's how it becomes a well-oiled machine. Right. Right. And so they teach you the brigade system and they hammer it into you. And they basically, just like joining the military, they kind of break you down and then build you back up. And it's back in the day, it was rough. Yeah. Um, I mean, you'll, you hear a lot of people nowadays talk about, you know, coming up as a, as a cook or a chef and, you know, it was tough. It was the, a lot of people, you know, have PT, Can't hack it. Yeah. Ha, or P- not, PTSD. Oh, and shit, yeah. <laughs> no, no joke. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like Gordon Ramsay shit, dude. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> So I grew up. That shit's real. I grew up, quote unquote, you know, in the culinary field under that situation. I worked for a chef that was like Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. You know, screaming at people and throwing shit and you know stuff like that. To yeah, this, the high intensity. Super. Yeah. Yeah. Perfection. But looking back, I'm very fond of him because he built me into what I am today. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, you know, I've always stayed in touch with him. He retired from Disney. Uh, a year or two before I left. Oh, wow. Um, his name was Chef Jesse, and he had his... Um, he really developed a lot of the chefs at Disneyland. Yeah, that's um, cool. And he was kind of the the main mentor for a lot of us that were running the parks. And, um, you know, he, he, he brought us all up. And, that's awesome. And it was at Club 33... Yeah, um, that was back in the day. Club Club Thirty Three was the breeding ground for the new chefs. Um, so back to where we were at, I was in the Bayou, started going to school, fell in love with it even more because I was really learning about food, and it made the job make even more sense, right? Because you're learning like the science of food and what goes well together, and you know how to season things properly, and all these different techniques. And then, chef, butter and salt, bro. <laughs> hey, you're not joking. Killed every or fixes everything, yeah. <laughs> right? And then you throw bacon in there, and it's even uh, yes. <laughs> but Chef Jesse worked in the um, at the time he was down in the kitchen below what they called the main kitchen in New Orleans Square, mm-hmm. and he soon after got promoted to um, run Club Thirty Three, and so he found out that I was going to culinary school, and he came and approached me one day, and he said, "Hey." why don't you come up to Clump 33? I'll take you under my wing. I'll mentor you. I'll really help you progress and become a good chef. And if that's what you really want, I said, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I want to do. So I transferred up to Club 33. Is this all in the 90s still? Yeah. I cl- I went to Club 33 in uh, 98. Oh, wow. So I was at Bayou for four years, um, kind of cut my teeth there, you know, and uh, went to the the club in uh, 98 worked under Jesse for um, a couple years was at club 33 for nine 11. That was some scary Ooh. shit right there. I, oh, I bet. And, um, I was in high school. <laughs> Freaking sorry. I had youngsters. to make you feel old. Ah, sorry. Yeah, right. I was welding shit in my garage. Yeah, I'm sure you were <laughs> <laughs> building your Ranger. The Explorer. Oh, the Explorer. Yeah. But anytime anybody asked me what my best, memories or best time at uh disney were and it was at club 33 that's all i can imagine that would be a 
freaking that's a like high society shit right there. Oh yeah. man, uh, the the amount of uh, celebrities I got to meet and cook oh, for. How rad! Um, just the people we got to see and and be around and the the elaborate events we would do and stuff like that was it was amazing. It was so much fun. You make a really good steak, and they're like, "Can I have some ketchup?" Yeah. Motherfucker! <laughs> He's like, "God damn it!" <laughs> but. I seasoned it perfectly. <laughs> right. In all honesty, working at the club is where I really uh, developed my palate. Really? Because we were eating... Yeah, you know, everything you cook. High-end food. Yeah. You know, that was the first place I had escargot. Oh. That was the first place I had frog legs. Huh? You know, things like that. And you like have that. to, like, when I was waiting, like, every time we'd bring in, like, new stuff to the menu, it's like, well, we have to eat it because somebody asked us if we like it. Or, hey, well, how's the, you know, this food? You're like, oh, well, you know. I've never had it. Yeah, I don't oh, know. Why the hell am I listening to you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> why don't you try and tell me what it's like? Yeah, yeah. I heard it's really good. A little salty. Yeah, <laughs> tastes like chicken. <laughs> yeah, it all tastes like chicken, right? Just add ketchup and you're good. Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, no, that was the best time. But uh, worked at the club for eight years. Um, worked under a couple different chefs at the time there. Um, you know, at some point, uh, Jesse got moved out of there, and you know, was asked to go run another restaurant. Had um, another chef come in, uh, Chef Marcel. He was awesome as well. Younger chef, a different um, approach to cooking and food. Uh-huh. So we got to learn a whole new style. Um, he That's kind of rad. You're like, yeah, I mean, you know, you're never too old to learn something new, which is rad. Absolutely. Oh yeah. You know, if you if you think you know it all, then yeah, you're fucking stupid. <laughs> and especially in this field, yeah, food is constantly evolving. Teach me something. You know, yeah. and. People's this, palates are constantly evolving. Right. And yeah. to this day, 30 days, 30 years later, you know, I'm still learning new things and, and looking for new things. You know, you got to stay fresh and, you know, people always want to try the new stuff. So did Man. it get like, I mean, cause you worked there for a while. So was it like, yeah, like that itch to kind of like, I want to try something new or something like that or like get out of food. No, not necessarily get out of food, but like a different style, style or something like that. Ex- so, like you were saying, expand and stuff like that and learn. Yeah. So one of the benefits of working at Disney is there's such diversity. Oh, that's you true. Get, you've got two parks. You've got hotels there. Um, so after, uh, by by the time I left, well, the reason I left Club 33 was I got, I decided it was time to, to take the leap. You know, I wanted to become a chef and it was time. So I. So were you sous chef there or something? Uh, I was what was called a dinner cook, which is kind of just below a sous chef. Okay. Um, and so I got promoted to sous chef within the parks. Um, got sent over to Rancho del Zocalo, which is the Mexican restaurant in Frontierland. Yep. I was about to say that's one of my favorite places yep. to go. Oh, dude. really? I, okay. I love that shit. <laughs> <laughs> which was awesome because I got to work with Chef Jesse again. No, he no. was over there, but I got to work with him in a different capacity this time because now I was a chef. Oh. And so he was able to take, you know, what he had already taught me and now kind of elevate it to the next level. And now I am a chef. So now he's. But that was more volume, right? Rancho? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. That was way more volume. Yeah. As opposed to Club 33, it was like very just like, I'm going to do my very best on this one dish. And oh, yeah. All this other stuff. But then you go over to the frontier land, you're actually serving. The thousands of people, a thousands day. of people, yeah. you just gotta and crank it out. Oh, yeah. We used to go there and have tacos, burritos, like all enchiladas, all stuff. It was always really good. Yeah, yeah oh, the yeah. big, the big taco salad the they had there. Salad, yep. Yeah, man. Yep. So I was at uh, Rancho briefly. I was only there about seven or eight months. Oh, really? And uh, 
yeah, I got a call from my uh, operations manager and he's like, you know, you've been over there long enough. We need to give you some more responsibility. <laughs> so he moved me over to um, what they called Riverfront Restaurants, which was uh, Riverbell Terrace, uh, Stage Door Cafe, the Golden Horseshoe, okay, which was the stage show and mm-hmm. all that. In uh, that whole area, there's a fruit cart there. Um, the man, I'm drawing a blank all of a sudden. The skewer place. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. Um, Bengal barbecue. Sorry, mm-hmm. brain fart there. But uh, so I had that whole complex now. Now I've got a complex, and at that time, that complex also oversaw Critter Country, which was Hungry Bear. Yep. Um, and the Harbor Galley, which was that little place right by the dock. So when you get a new job, you're not really like leaving the park. You're just like going to a different section of the park. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you move around and they would move us. To rotate. The yeah. great thing was we moved every, about every two years, two or three years on average. It didn't, yeah, it wasn't dull. It didn't get no, like, it you was, know, like oh, mundane. And the nice thing was if it was getting that way, you could just talk to him and be like, hey, you know what? I'm ready for something else. I'm ready to try something new. And okay, wait, we're, we're ready to do a shuffle. So we're going to switch you and so-and-so with, you know, at this restaurant and they'll come over here and you'll go over there. And that's pretty cool. So I went from Riverfront to, um, where did I go after that? I went back to New Orleans. Um, I got promoted to what they called an area chef. So now I was like the head chef of um, Cafe Orleans. Okay. In uh, um, New Orleans Square, which was the, the table service restaurant, mm-hmm. sit down restaurant, full service, you know, the whole day. Yeah, it was nice. Um, was there for about a year and a half. I actually, you guys, I didn't tell you this yet, got to do a TV show with Guy Fieri. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, we at, love Guy Fieri. <laughs> we love that guy. Yeah. He's hilarious. So I was featured on, he, they did a uh, Disney holiday special. It was Guy's Disney holiday, where he went around to a couple different of the locations. And just so happens they picked my restaurant, so I got to do a full um, really that's segment rad. with him. Yeah, was he in the back like dipping it in sauce? Yeah, all his jewelry and shit. <laughs> Does he have you his glasses on. <laughs> Hair spiked. Yep. Hell yeah. He was his signature <laughs> guy. Theory. That's rad. <laughs> but you know what? One of the nicest guys I've ever met. Oh, oh I I'm bet. sure. I bet. Yeah. Super, super cool guy. It was my first time being in front of a camera, so I was yeah. Like, what do I do know, with my hands? Is he a chef himself? <laughs> He is. He at is. at okay. one point, I think he was, yeah. And he was like retired or something like that. He got a show. So. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Well, he he I mean, yeah, he owns his own a couple of restaurants. Yeah. Well, he does now. I didn't know if it was like he was a chef himself and he actually like grew up in that whole he thing. He was like, like a celebrity chef kind of thing. He was, and, but he started out as a kid, his first job. I think he said he was like 13 or 14 and he actually ran a crepe cart. Oh really? Like I love a, crepes. Like a little cart on the <laughs> on the side of the road or whatever that he, no made, way. he made crepes from scratch and sold them and I had a lemonade stand. Am I a chef? You got lemonade. You got crepes. <laughs> I have yeah. a lot of experience in, in eating at diners and dives and drive-ins. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's why he wanted to do the segment uh at my restaurant because we at that time we served crepes. Oh uh, uh, yeah. Cafe New Orleans. Orleans. Yeah. 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 Little flat pancakes. And so it was kind of like a homage to his beginning and you know, whatnot. So that was a lot of fun. That's cool. But got to go through, you know, rolled out a whole new menu there. Um, then they asked me uh, to open Big Big Thunder Ranch Barbecue. Oh, really? Oh, you remember that place? Yeah. Oh, so you got some barbecue experience. Well, they, yeah. didn't they shut down that ride recently? They're shutting Thunder, down a no, bunch no, no, no. That was the train. That was the Big Thunder. Splash Mountain they're shutting down. That's what yeah. it was. Yep. Because it's racist. 
Maybe. Yeah, I was I wasn't gonna say it, but yeah, <laughs> I'll say it. Fucking racist bear. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't remember even. The I don't ride. even know what it is, but you know, either. whatever. I'm ignorant. <laughs> but yeah, uh, open Big Thunder Ranch was amazing. It was the first time I got to see a restaurant develop from the ground up. That's awesome. Um, it was still being built when they asked me to take on the project, so I got to partner up with another chef who ran the. Um, the R&D team. Hmm. So he and I worked on the menu for about three months. We had to go through all these, you know, presentations for the executives and you got to present it to the president of the, of the Disneyland and all these different people to get all the approvals. And so it was kind of cool, but it was my first step into, uh, true exposure, right? Like getting to know all these other people and like the higher ups and, you know, being in the spotlight for a little bit because, you know, you're under the microscope when you're rolling out a brand new restaurant. Yeah, that's a big investment. Right. And um, it was very successful, did very well. Um, stayed open for five years, I think, oh nine to six years. And then they shut it down and tore it down and <laughs> built Star Wars land on top of it. <laughs> oh. No, I remember that because we actually used to do the, the during that, right before they shut it down, we used to do the trick-or-treating thing. Oh, yeah. And uh, we took our kids back there. And that was like their, I still remember, famous to me only because it's on my camera. But the famous picture of my daughters when they were like standing there, they were doing the Alice in Wonderland oh, uh, okay. where my one daughter was the white rabbit. My other daughter was Alice. Oh, nice. And uh, we were back there in in that area and now it's all gone oh yeah. that sucks yeah it was cool we had the, the <laughs> memories pet, the petting zoo next door and yeah yeah, yeah. The, the whole thing yeah it was, a, it was a neat area it was a lot of fun this, we had this the whole stage show that went on during yep. lunch and dinner yeah it was cool i really liked it yeah. i enjoyed it i mean honestly like star wars is popular and i get it it makes money makes but, money yeah but like that was like old school disney back there yeah. You know? Is yeah, the sure. uh the the island still there? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, that's yep. still around. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. That was like my fi- as a kid, like going over to Tom Sawyer's Island. Oh, they yeah. Take you over in the little ferry and drop you off. My parents were like, Hey, you can't get off the island. He's good. Just send him over there. <laughs> oh, yeah. And we would just run around there in the caves the for like caves. hours. Oh, the caves are dude. awesome. Oh, yeah. I, I still love that, man. It's, yeah. It's so much fun. Okay, good. As long as that's yeah. still there, I'm happy. I'll go back. No, I can't afford it's to go back. It's still the happiest place on earth. <laughs> yeah. Most dude, expensive place on earth. I mean, Fuck. like oh, yeah. now you have to like schedule your visit. It's like weird. Yeah, you got to make reservations. No, yeah. really, you can't just walk up anymore. You can't, like, when I used to go, you just like, oh, show I'm an up. annual pass holder. Yeah. You show up, we parked in the garage. You can't even do that anymore. Really? Yeah. You have to have like a special whatever for that now. We used to be included in our pass. We were grandfathered in, and then we let it go. I, I think we we stopped going in like 2016. I can't remember yeah. the last time I went. I think Zoe was probably like five. So it was probably five years ago. And yeah. it cost me a freaking fortune, dude. Absolutely. That's why he has a job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Just shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was always a good time, man. I mean, I remember like having a rough day at work, and then I'd, like just go over there because we had the pass. Oh yeah, you just show up, and you're just like, you know what, dude? That's right. I remember because you guys had yeah, you guys were always going. We, my wife was there like multiple yeah. times per week. She would drop you off for airsoft, and you would, and they would. She was like, yeah, we're just gonna I'm just gonna take the kids to Disneyland for a few hours. Oh yeah, a lot. <laughs> That's how they get their business. A lot of people do that. Yeah. Our busiest time of the year, well, not the busiest, but a, a busy time of the year was always uh, Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Oh, people because, in town. and No, because people all the dads are at home watching the football game. And the oh. moms would grab, 
Moms would grab the kids the and kids come to out. the park. I didn't even think about that. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Smart. I mean, during the week, like, it was fun because there was, like, nobody, nobody. there. Yeah. And we would just, like, walk on the rides and or if stuff. it rained, that was the best oh, way to go. Oh, yeah. 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 There, there's actually, I saw a TikTok. Not that I watch TikTok because they posted on Instagram two weeks later. <laughs> then I see it. Um, but no, it was this lady. Yeah. They're like, it's pouring in Southern California. What should I do? She goes, grab the kids. We're going to Disneyland. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the weather's been brutal here in California lately. Just dumped with weather and rain and all that stuff. So yeah, um, <clears throat> so yeah, the uh, you, so you're at Disney for a minute then. Yeah, a yeah, few. A few. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Worked all the different restaurants. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, both both parks, uh, Disneyland itself and California Adventure. Yeah, yeah. Um, got to you know really in, uh, experience some some neat. Uh, Adventures at Disney, you know, opening new restaurants, opening new lands. I opened Cars Land. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was a lot of fun. Uh, my final uh, spot that I was at before I left was uh, the Golden Vine Winery. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the uh, table service restaurant. Yeah, like right when you first walk in kind of there. Uh, it's, Is that it? Well, they okay. have like the vineyards on like the sides, yeah. right? Oh, And okay. then you like walk it's, up this thing to go to the... the Italian-style restaurant. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a sit-down, you know, ta- full-service, table-service restaurant. Nice. Um, that was the last place. I, I went there. I got moved over there right after the pandemic when we finally came back after the furlough. Oh, okay, yeah. We were furloughed for like a year. Ugh. Yeah. So wait, you were furloughed for a year? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was an interesting time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're in the like the people and service industry, like that's pretty much what happened, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. A lot what, of, what were you supposed to do? Right. Uh, it was a big question mark for a long time. Um, but you know, I ended up uh, you know living my best life during that that year. Yeah, yeah. You Sounds know, got, like it. Got to do uh, a lot of exploring and you know find some new adventures. And I mean, the only thing to do was you know head out into the wilderness. Everything else was closed. Yeah, yeah. That's what I, I think the height of the overlanding scene popped off just because everybody. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, no, I did. nobody had an option. They were just like, a, sit at home or go out yeah. in nature, right? You know, do the whole hiking thing, and yep. I mean, even hiking trails were shut down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you couldn't go to the beach. Right. <laughs> like, right. Okay, so the craziest scene I remember is when these bulldozers were literally shoving sand into the skate parks. Oh yeah, yeah. So you, and uh, then you... all the skaters were like shoveling it back out because they're like <laughs> anti-establishment, dude. That was like the best scene I've ever, ever. Yeah, that was. That bizarre. is such a Southern California <laughs> like. You know, anti-government, like yeah. get out of my face! I want to skate, skate or die. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you know, during that time, I, you know, I had been, I've grown up camping and and being in the outdoors and, you know, boating and fishing and and all that good stuff. Uh, so, you know, I didn't start off overlanding during the the shut down like everybody um, like a, a lot of people did yeah you know I've, I've got a pretty extensive background in in adventuring and that type of thing i just it just magnified it i guess you could say during that time because gave it purpose like, a little bit yeah. yeah like you said it was the only thing to do at that time yeah so. but it was great you know like girlfriend and i headed up uh we did all the yellow post sites and big bear nice uh found some great uh dispersed sites you know little known places that 
you know, we wouldn't have found otherwise. Yeah, you ventured a little further. So, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Got to spend a lot of time with my daughter, which was great. Nice. Uh, you know, her and I did some adventuring as well. Went out to uh, Bradshaw Trail. Went, got to go visit uh, Salton Sea area. Saw Bombay Beach and uh, took her to Salvation Mountain. Nice. Uh, it was, you know, a great time. We got to see a lot of stuff and, you know, do some some good father-daughter trips. and. Um, yeah, it's always good to, like, you know, a little bonding time, you know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah, definitely that time brought, you know, all of us a lot closer, you know? Yeah, I think it brought a lot of people closer, yeah. you know, just, you know, get and out and actually actually be personal and talk to people right. a little bit, you know? That's when we started this podcast, man. We had nothing yeah. else to do. Yeah, <laughs> nothing else to do. Fuck it, yeah. Yeah, no, it was a, it was a good time. Um, I, I think I said this before, but I look back and I'm like, you know, I almost feel like, you, you know, like you don't never know when you're in the good times. I wish they would have told you when you're in the good times. But, <laughs> right, right. You know, like I, honestly, I look back and I'm like, man, those were some good times. I wish I would have taken advantage more of the freedom that we had. But dude, right. You know, I mean, because going on so many more trips, because a lot of times you were like, oh, I don't know. I have to work and I'm on Zoom meetings and stuff. And I don't want them to see like that one guy with the green screen background was like, <laughs> oh, dude, like doing like motocross stuff or whatever he was doing. <laughs> But like people got creative and yeah. uh, a lot of people were outdoors. A lot of people went on trips. I wish I would have taken advantage of it. I mean, we did a lot, but oh, yeah, yeah. Way more I, than I'm doing now. I feel <laughs> like I, I should have ventured out more because I'll never have the ability. Not I say never right now, as it is now, I'll, I won't have the ability to take just like a week off and go to Colorado or something. You know what right. I mean? It was That's like, a lot of PTO, <laughs> you know, because I actually have to show up in the office now. Like before I just was at home yeah just needed internet yeah <laughs> no that that whole that one year of downtime was uh almost like a snapshot of retirement you know it's right like, yeah here's what, what you get to do and what it could be someday. Yeah. <laughs> true true Dare to dream yeah yeah <laughs> i mean it was it was it was probably unsettling for a lot of people that you know like like yourself probably in a way like do i have a job is my job ever going to come back because i mean i, I oh, yeah. i'm sure at one point and please tell um like it's seven months are you like okay i was cool with it for the first four months yeah, this was cool <laughs> now, for now a bit. it's like now, oh damn it's getting right. real. yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely uh you know and i mean i used to brag that i had the best job in the world because disneyland will never close you, you know <laughs> yeah, what i mean no shit though who, who would have ever expected this i mean we closed i was there uh, i was at uh disney during 9 11 yeah right? And we closed for one day. Oh, yeah. really? There, that was one like day? one of the that was like one, one of the first day. times they yeah, ever like shut it down. Yeah. yeah, you know the nation was under attack, and yeah, they shut be down a target, for yeah. one day. Wow. Uh, you know, and for a while there, it was pretty sketchy. Like, dude, if this shit happens on the West Coast, I'm at Ground Zero. Yeah, they're dropping you know? shit on L.A. Yeah, right. Yeah, they, they, I mean, I mean, if you think about, it, if you're a terrorist, like. Disneyland, Disneyland is like the happiest place on it's earth. America, you know? yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's like the epitome of America. Yeah. yeah, you, yeah, there was a lot of risk involved, but you only shut down for one day. One day, and All so right. to shut down for a whole year, that was that was mind blowing. Yeah, that's, it you know, is. That's crazy. That I, yeah, I didn't even think about that, but yeah, Disney was down for like a whole year. That's yeah. nuts. And and a lot of restaurants too. I mean, they were they were doing the takeout only, or they were doing the you know the the Grubhub style where like right. somebody would come pick and deliver. Like you can't just be like, hey, I want a steak from the Blue Bayou. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't you work that just, way. Yeah, you know. And so that was like a very unique situation for you, yeah. I'm sure. Oh yeah, for sure. 
uh, you know, and in the beginning it was like, okay, we're going to close for two weeks. And then it was like, yeah, all right, cool. I get two weeks off. That's yeah. cool. And we got paid, you know, for the, for the two weeks. And then it was like, um, it's going to be a little bit longer. <laughs> so and we're not going to pay you. We're so, going to yeah. pay you till the end of April. And then I don't know after that. Yeah. So the good thing was they continued our benefits, which was nice. Always. Oh yeah. Um, but you know, it was the only only other alternative was, you know, I tried finding a job for a while. Even you know, Home Depot, all that stuff. Nobody was hiring. Yeah, because everybody was suffering. Yeah. Right. And you know, only alternative was to take the the free money. You know. Yeah. And you know, was able to make ends meet and. Uh, tighten my belt a little bit, and you weren't balling out. No, <laughs> no, no. But you know, I again got to do some good, you know, experiences that I would never have done otherwise. You know, spent time up in the Sierras, uh, went to Yosemite. Uh, you know, got to go see my mom in Arizona many times. You know, usually I get to see her yeah, two, once a year, or two something. maybe yeah. three times a year. Yeah, yeah. And was out there like five or six times, you know, because why not? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so that was, it was a good time um, for the most part, you know, uh, not having the, you know. Uncertainty was not ideal, but at the right. same time, it was like, that's what afforded you certain freedoms. But, uh, you know, not having any stress was nice uh, yeah growing out my hair was kind of cool hey that's where i yeah started. i used yeah. to have a clean i used to be clean cut shaven yeah. no a short hair all that and oh yeah i grew mine out yeah. not, not quite as long as yours but no. you know that's when i grew, started growing my, my first beard yeah. yeah yeah i always had like some scruff or whatever but like i actually started growing a beard yeah and then i grew it all the way out then i shaved it yeah then i grew it out then i shaved it <laughs> and here i am today <laughs> Yeah, I haven't I haven't had a haircut since uh, one month before uh, everything got shut down. Oh, geez. So like, February for, of 2020. Yeah, I was due for a haircut. <laughs> I was like, I'll go on Friday, and then Thursday, like, yeah, we're not uh, coming to the office anymore. I'm like, well, I guess I'm not getting a haircut on Friday. <laughs> and then, yeah, here I am. <laughs> I like a freaking hippie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, <laughs> your your hair is down to your nipples, dude. Like, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm gonna start braiding them together. Oh, okay. My hair and yeah, yeah. He, I mean, if, if for our listeners who don't know what Jared looks like, he looks like. You're um, Tom Hanks in Castaway, or Ca oh no, no Gump, Forrest Gump, Forrest Gump yeah. when he was running the the, the United yeah. States ultra marathoning or something. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was thinking more along the lines of like a Captain Caveman. Yeah, yeah, you, know? yeah, you can do that. You can do that. I think I did that to a lot of people, uh, but it was cool because it was fashionable because it was outdoors. It was overlanding. Yeah, you yeah. could be all scruffy. Who can you know? Yeah, Throw right? on a flannel and you fit the uh, fit yeah. the bill. You know? Yeah. I'm hipster. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm not sure if we touched on this yet, but like, what, what's your favorite dish? Like what, that you've ever made in, oh, in the dish, worst. at camp or dish, well, dish at camp. That's where I was going. With. So yeah, like, yeah. Okay. I, I want to separate it. I want the favorite dish you make in like a restaurant setting mm. uh, at any restaurant you've ever worked at, because I know there's different cuisine types, but what is your favorite dish to make at camp? Oh man, that's tough. That's a that's a loaded question. <laughs> it is. Um, For me, it's simple, but you know, you're a chef. Is it simple? <laughs> a good steak. You can't beat a good steak. Yeah. Always safe. Always safe. Yeah. Um, Give like I would a go-to. Yeah. Right now, because of where, so I'm no longer at Disney, but I'm I'm now running a restaurant at, at UC Riverside, um, that specializes in barbecue. Mm. Um, I'll smoke the shit out of anything, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I love it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and we have, 
you know, we have dialed in our brisket. I, I don't think I've had a better brisket. And I'll and I'll and say, you've been to Austin, Texas. You've uh, been I have to, not been to Texas, but <laughs> you know I've been to some pretty good uh, barbecue joints, and I have to say ours is pretty damn good. And we've gotten a lot of compliments from people. I'm gonna there. have to come over there and visit you guys because I love to. some barbecue, man. Oh man, we do some. some What's the name of the? Uh, it's the barn. The barn. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now, w- when you're with your smoker, uh, they have some Overland Trail smokers. In fact, our buddy Herb. Uh, really? who's, who's really into the the, the chef scene, <laughs> even yeah. though he's not a chef. Um, he makes a lot of good dishes, and he has like this like I think he's the one who has the hitch mounted barbecue smoker or like the travel smoker. Really, he's got a smoker, dude. He's got an oven. Well, he's I know got, he like, got everything. everything but, yeah, but like I think he's the one who has like the smoker too. But like, oh. do you use a pellet smoke? I mean, obviously not. But you have like, like a wood fire one oh, that yeah. you control the temperatures yep. and. So it's it, it is digital, which is nice. Uh, so we can set it and forget it, you know. Okay. Uh, but we do. Uh, it's it's a wood fired um, smoker. We we use uh, only mesquite. Okay. Nice hardwood. Hardwood, yeah. Yep. It burns hot. Yep. Uh, it burns for a long time. Yep. We soak it, you know, for a little bit, um, so it burns a little bit longer. Um, when you say soak it, what, what do you soak it in? Water. Just water. Yep. Okay. I like to I like to soak it in hot water so it kind of expands the pores on the wood and yeah. absorbs the moisture a little bit better. Um, but it burns it burns longer and kind of allows it to to smoke you more, you know. Yeah. Instead of just burning up and being done and turned to ash in, in you know like thirty yeah. minutes or whatever, like the like the firewood bundles you buy at the grocery store. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Just, those the hot wood. Yeah. 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 But. Um, uh, but our brisket, for instance, we usually do like the like the fifteen to seventeen pound briskets, the full size yeah. ones, and uh, we smoke them for about fifteen to sixteen hours uh, overnight. So with our smoker, we can you know program it, put it in there, feed it full of wood, and then come back in the next morning and you know it's ready to start. Yeah, pull the pull the brisket out, and it's like. It's like a delicate process because it wants to just fall apart. Oh yeah, just, you know, and you're like, oh. Oh, like a baby, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Put that on the counter. I've done one brisket, and I have a, a Traeger, so it's cheating. Traegers but, are nice. I I don't have I don't hate Traegers, man. Yeah, it, it cooked a great brisket, man, and uh, I think mine was like a 13 pounder, 14 pounder, something like that. And uh, man, it was a long time. It was in there. Slow and low is the only way to yep. go, man. It was in there forever, yeah. and then I pulled it out, and it was so good. And then I felt really bad because, like, you know, you you're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get a big one. I'll have leftovers. It's never the same the next day. Oh or no, whatever. oh no, you you lose. You, re- you reheat it, and it's like in the yeah. microwave, yeah, and you're like, never you know. Yeah. It, I just felt like I had to just stuff my face when it was so fresh, you, not to waste it. Yeah. 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 And, you know, a lot of people, well, I don't say a lot of people, some people trim their briskets mm-hmm. before they put them in. I don't. Mm-mm. I leave all that fat on there. Oh, yeah. That's, that's flavor. That's the flavor, yeah. We have a, a signature rub that we put on it, um, and we'll rub it ahead of time, let it sit for, you know, a couple hours before we put it in the smoker to kind of let it penetrate. Uh, one thing that I've found is uh, when I was uh, running Flo's V8 Cafe at, at Carsland, we had rotisserie cookers. Mm-hmm. And we used to rotisserie um, roast beef. You know, we would do, uh, yeah. we would use a casino roast. Mm. And uh, one thing that I f- found out that that helped it a lot was we would heavily uh, salt it, but like the night before, 
and let the salt just like start breaking down the the, the collagens and yeah. all that stuff uh, on the on the meat, and it helps tenderize it. And then you cook it the next day, and again, slow and low for a few hours, and that meat just comes out, you know, melt in your mouth, and you know. Fuck, I'm hungry. So we do the same thing with the briskets. <laughs> yeah. Same thing with the briskets. You know, we season it uh, ahead of time, let it let it sit for a little bit to kind of start that process. Yeah. And then you know it sits in the in the smoker overnight for you know a good 15 16 hours. So when you go camping, do you smoke anything or you do you campfire cook in? Uh no, I'm a bit simpler when I go out on the trail. Um a lot of it is uh I don't want to pack a lot of shit. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, the other the other space, side of it you know? is when I cook at work, I don't have to pay for it. Yeah. You know? True, true. Right? Um, so you have the gourmet stuff at work. Yeah, I do it all. Got, throw I've it all together. All kinds of seasonings and different yeah. ingredients to choose from. You know, yeah. whereas, you know, when I go out camping, I got to buy that stuff and I got to pack it and make sure it stays cold or, you know, I mean, I've I've got a, you know, a 12 volt fridge and everything, but um there's only so much room. Yeah. You know. How many quarts is yours? Uh I have the 45. Okay. That's a decent, oh, that's size. A decent yeah. size. Yeah. What yeah. what kind? I have the um not the ice code. The set power? The set power. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Same yeah. one I got. Yeah. That thing's I, right. I love it, man. That thing is awesome. Yeah. It yeah. has never let me down. Is that the same one I have? It has like the yellow top or something, or it's black with a yellow trim or something. Uh, mine is just uh, like a light gray on the sides and then yeah. a dark gray lid. Okay. Oh, well, it might be the same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the thing works great. Um, and I'm I'm running a single battery on my Jeep. I don't, yeah. I don't even have a house battery. Um, I just run an Optima yellow top, and I have not had a starting issue yet. And That's I'll, a good. And, and I'll leave my fridge plugged in overnight in the in the Jeep. No issues. What know? what was your Jeep? Uh, I have a 2004 Grand Cherokee, a Jeep WJ. Ah. Um, yeah, it's lightly modified, I guess. Lightly modified. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah 33s. I mean, um, we we saw it out there, and yeah. I've seen it before. It looks like it has a, you know, a decent lift and a four inch. I've got I've got the four inch um, all iron rock off road suspension. Short it's short arms right now, but. Uh, I regret that decision, so I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm going to go to long arms here pretty quick. It's all a trial trial and error process, you know. Yeah, I, I've been there. Yeah, you know what? I don't hate the short arms really. Um, it it does great, especially when we were out in the desert, you know, hitting all those whoops and stuff. Yeah, no issues. Um, I just want uh, the long arms because you get a little bit more cush, you know, through those those harsher bumps and stuff. more articulation. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, you get more articulation. I'm not a rock crawler. Yeah. You know, I'm not looking for, um, you know, super flex and get up over boulders and stuff like that. But I want it more for the, the absorption when you go over the bumps. You yeah. Know, to, a little smoother ride. Yeah. yeah. To be honest with you, I want to be able to like bomb through Johnson Valley and. Yeah. Oh, that, that was my goal. Yeah. yeah. Baja landing. Yeah. Why not, man? Like <laughs> I'm all about it. Like I think that's cool. Um, but yeah, I've got the iron rock suspension. I'm running the, the Bilstein, uh, 5100s on it. Um, they're great shocks. Yeah, solid. Actually, they're my second set. I blew out a set it, uh, on the Bradshaw trail. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was, um, uh, I was out with my daughter. Um, we had been out exploring, uh, Bombay beach and Salvation mountain. Yeah. And, uh, the sun was going down and I wanted to get, into box canyon before it got dark because we hadn't set up camp yet 
So I was pushing it pretty hard and, you know, hitting those washboards and whatnot, heated up the shocks. But, uh-huh. but coming in the Bradshaw trail, right before you turn into box Canyon, they get deeper and I was I was moving a little, yeah, yeah, and I hit a few where it really bucked the jeep up, and I think just because the shocks were already heated up, and um, they kind of I think it boiled out the shocks. But I was talking to I was at one of the off road expos, the one in Long Beach. Oh, okay. And yeah, yeah. Um, the you know Bilstein was there. They had a big big uh, explo- uh, display Booth. and everything. Yeah. And I was talking to one of the guys there, and he turns out he's like like the regional development guy or whatever for like the West coast or something. And I was telling him the story and he's like, wait, what, what happened? And I go, told him what happened. He goes, that shouldn't have happened. And he goes, do you still have the shocks? And I go, no, I bought it. I bought a new set, but he's like, do you have the old ones? And I said, no. He's like, man, we would have replaced them for free. Really? Yeah. He goes, Bilstein's have a lifetime warranty on them. Oh shit. It's all good. And he goes, plus, we would have wanted the shocks back so we could find out what happened. What failed? Why he they? goes. He goes. That shouldn't have happened. Yeah. So he thinks that I might have hit one of those deep ruts too hard, and it, the piston came up and hit the top. Uh, I don't know what they call it. The it's like the. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. He thinks it knocked them loose, and then that's what caused the shocks to overheat mm. because it, the shocks literally got so hot when I got into camp. You know how they have like the Bilstein sticker on the side? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like crackled off. Oh shit! On, oh. on all four <laughs> like shots, like melted. Yeah, yeah. And then the it has the black accordion boot on the bottom. Yeah, yeah. They were they had melted and were like drooping. Really? Yeah, like like hanging off of the the, oh, wow. the shaft of the shocks. You Damn, know? you got those things cooking, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> and I had taken pictures, so I showed him the pictures. And yeah. He goes, "That shouldn't happen." Wow. Yeah. But he he gave me his card because I was talking to him about upgrading to like a heavier shock yeah because i want to go to Might be a good idea yeah <laughs> i want to go to something like a you know like a reservoir shock with yeah. a, with a heavier shaft and whatnot and he goes dude here's my card he goes i don't give this to anybody here's my card send me an email send me your specs he goes i'll custom build you a set of the 7162s yeah bitching he goes he goes i'll give them to you for cost Oh, that's like, awesome, man. All right. Get your long arm, put those yeah. on. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> yep. yep. Upgrades. Yep. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I have that have that at suspension. Um I and I love the Bilsteins, like literally fixed the death wobble on my Jeep. Oh, you had and it. And I know when a lot of people hear this, they're gonna blow up and say that's not that's not Oh, good. it's a steering stabilizer. Yeah. <laughs> when I bought my Jeep, it had a four inch uh, rough country lift on it. Mm. And Literally, I, I bought it from a guy in the San Gabriel Valley. I found it on, on Craigslist, you know, read it up, low mileage, looked good. All right, you know, grab my girlfriend. Let's, let's drive out there and take a look at it. Test drove it. Everything was great. Talked him down a little bit, got into the range that I was willing to pay. All right, here, you know, got the cash. Here you go. Signed all the paperwork. Start driving home, and I'm literally coming home south on the five freeway, coming back through. Um, where's this? You know the Citadel? Uh, what's that area? Um, like uh, Commerce. Oh, the, City the, of Commerce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm driving along, and all of a sudden, it feels like a grenade went off underneath the Jeep. It just went ballistic, <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh shit! I must have blown a tire." So oh, that I, bad? <laughs> so I, I. 
I mean, the, the whole thing is yeah, just shaking and, and vibrating. I'm like, holy shit, like, what happened? So I pull off the side of the freeway. I get out of the Jeep, and I'm looking around, and no, all four tires are fine. Like, what the hell was that all about? <laughs> you know, like, I've never experienced anything like that before. Yeah. Get back in the Jeep, take off again, get about two miles down the freeway. Boom, the thing goes off again. <laughs> I can barely hold on to the steering wheel, and it's death wobble. And, and what is that That's caused by? So it's it's caused by an oscillation in the tires. They're just out of balance, or so it it's it's multiple factors that feed into this. And so what basically it is there's there's place somewhere in the suspension, and so all it takes is for you to hit like a pothole, or a a rough bump on the on one side on the freeway. And one tire starts to vibrate, but then they go out of sync and they both start vibrating. It's like a shopping cart. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know? Harmonic balance going on. Yeah, where, yeah. That's exactly what happens. And then it just, it, it, it magnifies and it keeps on going until you slow down. And so I was like, what the fuck is wrong with this? Thing? I just bought this thing <laughs> and I can't even drive it home. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. That's dude. That's gotta be a sinking feeling. In your yeah. yeah. I just fucked up. <laughs> and so immediately got home and, jumped on the internet and started doing all this research and just totally drove dove down the rabbit hole. And I mean, there's a thousand different uh, philosophies out there of how to, of why this happens and what you can do to fix it. And some people say you need to replace the bushings or you need to change your track bar or you need to add a second steering stabilizer, all these different things. And they're all band-aids basically because after going through this, I chased it for literally a year. I replaced a part and okay, it's better. And then a couple <laughs> weeks later, boom, it would happen again. You know, it got to the point where I couldn't go over 65 miles an hour on the freeway. Jeez. Jeez. At that point, I would just get rid of that. Well, <laughs> it. You, you have way more patience than I do. <laughs> for real. I wasn't going to throw in the towel that quickly. Yeah. So I kept doing Well, you said a year. I'm talking <laughs> yeah, like, I, I would have thrown in the week. towel for like six months and it's just not working. I'm like, okay. I kept chasing it, kept chasing it, changed, you know, read up on different things. Okay, changed the bushings. Okay, got under there and changed all the bushings out. Okay, that seems to help a little bit. And, you know, okay, we'll change this, change that. And literally the one thing that I did that that killed it was I, cha- I changed the shocks. Mm, and I, that when fixed I, it? When it had the, the rough country lift, you know, the guy before me had bought like the whole kit. You know, so it yeah. comes with all, yeah, comes with everything the springs, the, the the short arms, the the shocks, the you know, all the stuff to put on there, new bump stops, you know, the whole thing. And so, um, I ordered a set of uh, the Bilsteins and put them on there over the weekend and literally never had it since then. <laughs> and I mean, I mean, I've still upgraded things here and there, you know, this. For some reason, these WJs like to eat um, tie rod ends. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know why. And it's not the tie rod ends that fail. It, it it just devours the boots. You know, it crushes up the boots, and then you know, sand and shit. Everything just built up in there. Yeah, can get in there, and then they just they just die after that. But um, chased it for a while, and you know, eventually ended up changing out like all the components on the suspension. So, Let's see, a brand new and, WJ. Uh, <laughs> almost, yeah. yeah. And, and like to be fair, Ben, um, you with your your Gen One Tacoma, you had that clunk, 
and like you literally replaced everything on your fucking truck <laughs> suspension wise like he's like dude i just replaced this i just replaced that the i think clone. i got it this time remember like it like every time you'd go or like it would, you'd stop and you're dude do you hear that oh you're talking about when you okay so it, what he's talking about is my gen one tacoma i'd come to a stop and it was almost like axle wrap in the rear and so it like kind of fold forward and go okay. clunk and it was almost like the um the the drive shaft like it pivots forward so then it goes clunk you know so uh that was more of like an axle wrap thing or whatever but how um, much shit did you replace dude, your I truck replaced, hunting that one thing down i i replaced the truck i got a zr2 <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> he, he dealt with it for about a year and then he fucking yeah yeah it but, was it. It is one of those things. I love that Gen One Tacoma. I actually wish I would never got rid of it, but that's a story for another day. But um, yeah, man, like you, you can chase problems forever. Oh yeah, and yeah. it could just be the simplest things, and, and like you'll figure. You're like, oh, it's just a spark plug. Yeah, you know what I mean. Stupid. Like you couldn't figure it out. Yeah. Oh, I had a similar um, issue with with this Jeep. You know, I would uh, go over like a a small speed bump, like in a parking lot, and hear like a clunk. Yeah, and I think, man, is something loose underneath? You know, did I forget to tighten something? Whatever, you know. And again, chased it. You know, the mystery clunk. Get under there with like a rubber mallet and like hit things. Like, where's that coming from? You know, and I couldn't <laughs> no, find you are it. the clunk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> end up finding out that one of the motor mounts had collapsed. Uh, so when I hit the bump, you know, it was it would that would actually the, yeah. Uh, the WJs yep. have a ring that it's a uh, like a bushing in the middle, basically. And so it was, it was resting on the bottom. And so when you hit the, the yeah, it would jump, it would, it would clunk and, you know. Yeah. Well, that, that reminds me like when we were going down to Riggs and Brews and my Mini Cooper. Oh, yeah. And I uh, went to go fill up with gas. I literally was like a mile from my house and I took a right. And all of a sudden it started running really rough. I'm like, dude, I literally just got this back from the shop like four <laughs> times in a row. Like it was, it was a nightmare. And I couldn't figure it out. And I was at the point, it was like November of last year. It was right before the the Riggs and Brews for the for December for December for the toys oh, the for toy tots drive, yeah, yeah. Yep. and I was gonna bring the Mini Cooper down there but it like just grenaded somehow I don't know what happened <laughs> I couldn't I was looking at it, I was like what the hell went wrong anyways I was like I'm so over this I'm gonna park it for like two months dude I just literally yeah. parked it and was like I don't even want to look done. at this thing <laughs> I was so done and all it was. It was funny because I was like, you know, I'm going to actually look into it. Or I popped the hood. And I'm like, oh, it's right there. Because my motor, <laughs> my whole motor mount had just snapped off and like it was off to the side. My whole motor had shifted. And so it was like so simple, but it was like it literally was like $100 worth of just labor, you know. So uh, it was one of those things where I could have chased it for a very long time. I got frustrated. I was like, I'm done and uh, ended up fixing it. It was literally a bolt. <laughs> Jeez, always, yeah. I I have the same motor mount because it was like an upgraded like anti vibration motor mount, even though I still have vibration just because it's yeah. a race car. Yeah, because, because <laughs> race car, no, because, uh, yeah. because rally car, because gambler car. It's like, like a propane uh, <laughs> mount or something. It, it's like a it's like this really nice like um, aerospace aluminum like contraption. I'll show it to you when we go outside. But there's a bolt that goes through it, and I thought it was one bolt, but it's actually two bolts. <laughs> And so, because it's still mounted to the frame, I was like, how is this not going anywhere? But then it snapped off because the top bolt. Uh, so that's what it was. Super cheap. I could have fixed it like that weekend dumb, or whatever. But, but you end up chasing little problems, yeah. you know, and it just takes forever and frustrations. Yeah. With like the donut media, they're like, they have that shirt, like cars are pain. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? 
again with the Jeep, you, you know, you said, why didn't you just sell it? Uh, I appreciate that car more now that I've been through it, basically. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, and yeah. I'm confident that in myself now that if I break on the trail, I can probably fix it. No, that's yeah. 100% you know, what it is. Because I've been top to bottom all the way through that car. If know? the ZR2 breaks, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, if the Tacoma breaks, I know exactly what to do. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have any more. Yeah, it's good to have that <laughs> intimate relationship with your vehicle because you know you know exactly what's wrong with it oh, when yeah. it's hurting. Yeah. Yeah. Anything in the suspension on the Mini Cooper, I know exactly what it is. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Been through and through on that thing. But uh, yeah. So uh, what what trips do you have planned coming up? Big trips. Uh, next weekend, we're heading out to Nevada, uh, doing a trip with a group from Facebook called uh, Off-Road Overland Camping. Okay, yeah. I just joined up with them, yeah. Yeah, a buddy of mine, Ron, he runs that group. Yeah, good guy. Um, I'm going to look him up. What is it? Off-Road Overland Camping? He yes. was uh, he was following us in the Red Jeep on uh, when we were doing a Rattlesnake Canyon yeah. over for Smuggler's Run. And like he... He said he was taking pictures because he was like directly behind us. And there was a few <laughs> spots where like I was dragging like the rail slot, you know, the rock sliders. And there's another time where I crushed my winch hook in the, into a boulder. But he was like right behind us. And I was like, it was a little challenging, a couple of little challenging sections. And uh, I, was, I was hoping he got some photos, but maybe not. <laughs> he probably was because he does YouTube and stuff. So he's probably yeah, taking videos. Yeah, he put up a stuff. YouTube video of... Uh, just for Rig Fest, yeah. which we're out at Johnson Valley, Laser Town, and stuff. And uh, he uh, he posted a video for that, but there was only like a little tiny section of it. I think yeah. I think he only had like a, when we were doing like the the shootout run with the kid and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think that's the only part he had in there, really. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, it's tough. You know that that's the biggest challenge I have when uh, when I'm out. Uh, is actually recording. Yeah, is taking pictures and and I'm so caught up in the moment of driving or looking at the scenery that I always forget to, hey, grab your camera. Oh, shit, it'd be a good spot. Yeah. yeah, take pictures. Well, there was a few times, like, I'm like, oh, this would be a rad little section. Like, <clears throat> you know, I don't, it, you got a big truck, so I don't get to flex it out too much on some boulders here yeah. and there. So I'm like, oh, this would be rad. But, like, at the same time, we had a decent-sized group with us. Right. You know? Right. And so I'm like, I don't want to hold everybody up to, like, stop to take a picture, be that guy, you know, holding everybody up. But Yeah, and I, I have a drone, and I wanted to get it up over the weekend but with you know dude the winds are nuts 30 plus mile an hour winds you yeah know, that was sketchy <laughs> i tried I, well i tried for that little bit yeah we had that one little pause where there's like yeah. the cabin up there were you able to uh, see the cabin at all from yeah. your drone footage oh okay we're curious can we see up on the hill there's like a cabin it looked abandoned but yeah it looked cool yeah but uh yeah we've I had it up for what, maybe five minutes, and then it started yelling at me. Dude, just, it, when you're trying it, to, it land to land it, like let me down. Yeah, it was like on a 45 degree angle trying to land. Yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, it was. It, yeah, it, it wasn't that. It didn't feel that windy where we were because we were kind of tucked into the canyon. But as right. soon as it got some elevation, it yeah. was like blowing it around. So, update: I joined the Facebook group. Oh, you're part. Of I was already. It was instantly approved. Oh wow! Nice. Look at you. I had you know why? For, uh, it says, "Why do you want to join the group?" I said, "Because Chef Sean told me to." Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> On our podcast, got the recommendation. There yeah. you go. Uh, I put in Chef Sean, and it was like instantly approved. <laughs> oh, you got that VIP access. That's right. So, all right. I see how it is. No. But yeah, uh, <laughs> I go out with. Uh, I've been going out with his group for about mm, year and a half or so now. Okay. Ron's really good at at putting trips together. Yeah, you say they go out like once a month or something. Once a month we go out usually. Um, but he's really good. He he maps out the entire thing and then he'll send the group like the GPX file, 
so that everybody can load it on their you know Gaia or Onyx or whatever. Um, but he also the thing that I really like is he takes the time to research the areas that we're going to. I'll give some history behind yeah, everything. So we, you know, we like to go and find like these abandoned mines or ghost towns or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, that's really cool. So when we get there, he's got like stories behind it or facts. That's or, rad. You know, and like, hey, this was, you know, they used to mine copper or whatever here, and it. Tour guide. Yeah, yeah, yeah a good tour guide, basically. I, I love that stuff. Yeah. You know, I, that's why I go out. I go out to learn things and see new new places and and find stuff that not everybody can see. Yeah, you know? exactly. That's the that's the the joy of having a, a vehicle like ours that can go more places than most vehicles, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, that's what I get out of it. I, I, I really enjoy that. But I've gone to uh, Utah with him. Oh, cool. Uh, we went to Valley of the Gods. Nice. Um, stayed up on uh, Moley Point, Muley Point, whatever yeah, it's yeah. called. <laughs> um, you know, we stayed at Mexican Hat, got snowed on. That was kind of cool. Oh, bitching. Yeah. That's um, really cool. Yeah, a little dusting of snow over everything out oh, there. Yeah. That would be amazing. And I stayed in the Gazelle, too, you know, like. Oh, yeah? No in the problems, snow? yeah. Mr. Buddy Heater? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I literally have a picture. <laughs> so my stepdad went with us on that trip, and he's got a Gazelle, same one as, that I've got. And the two tents are side by side, and I had my my heater on in mine, and he didn't have one. Oh, really? And so in the morning, I took a picture. His is all covered with snow, and mine's perfectly dry. Yeah, oh, like, really? Yeah, they, <laughs> they they all melted, off. melted off all the snow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's pretty cool. But it was a really cool trip. Um, but yeah, it, the group's a lot of fun. It's great people that go. Um, you know, there's no drama or anything like that. Um, everybody that goes is out there too. Yeah, all like enjoy it and have a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, you know, we have fun at the fire, the, you know, the bonfires at night. Um, you know, sometimes we, uh, trade off cooking or, or, you know, everybody yeah, potluck it or yeah, something. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's cool. How long is, how long are you going to go for in uh, Nevada? How long is that trip going to uh, be? They're doing three days. Okay. Le- leaving Friday, coming back Sunday. Oh, quick turnaround. Okay. Yeah. But I'm going to leave later because I have to work on Friday. So I'll probably leave straight from work. Oh, just bone out there. Yeah. Out there. Yeah. They're yeah. gonna set up camp um, outside of Gene, I think, Nevada. Mm-hmm. They're doing lunch at the Pioneer Saloon, which is just outside of Gene, and uh, and then they're heading up, hitting the trail from there, and going up to the uh, Coliseum Mine. Oh, nice! So, and when is this? Uh, next weekend, mm. not this coming weekend, but the weekend after. Yeah, 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 yeah. That sounds awesome. Is the uh, Coliseum mine. That's not the not one you can drive into, right? No, that's the. Uh, I know reward mine, reward but that's mine. in uh, over in. Uh, yeah, I would never drive into a mine. Oh come oh, on! No, like driving it. through it. Yeah, that'd be I've rad. Done it. Oh, which yeah. one did you drive through? Uh, reward. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah. yeah, like I don't think I could fit now. Maybe in the no. the Land Rover I could, but mm, not with your tent. With, without the rooftop. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's pretty tight. So I I did it in my Jeep before I went to bigger tires. Um, I just had the, um, I just had 31s on it at the time mm-hmm. and aired down and I still only had, you know, oh, really? <laughs> maybe two inches. Cause I have the, I have the rack on top of the Jeep. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'd have to take off the, uh, awning. Yeah. Too tall. Just that extra six inches or so. Yeah. yeah. But I'll tell you, it is cool. I've seen some pretty big Jeeps go through there, but I guess they don't have anything on the roof. Yeah. If they air down enough. Yeah. You know. Probably just dump it and yeah. run it on 10 PSI and no, nothing on the roof. So, yeah. yeah. It's cool though. We got uh, we we've got about mm, I would say probably three quarters of the way in, 
And then we were like, okay, this is good enough. Yeah. <laughs> Do you get claustrophobic or what if you get lost it's like in pitch there? black in there too. I know. Like, well, what so, if somebody breaks down in there? Like, my biggest fear was it's near Ridgecrest and Ridgecrest pops off with earthquakes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It does. And so I was like, dude, if we have an earthquake while we're It's there, right now. Yeah. yeah. So, but we got in it, it. It's, I think it goes in like a half a mile or something like that. Jeez. Yeah. It's pretty far. Yeah. And uh, so, but there's, you can't get lost because it's pretty much one main um, tunnel, tunnel, yeah. or whatever you want to call it. But there, there is a couple of like forks where it forks off, but they dead end. Even though you, you, you yeah. if you try to turn, you're like, you go like 20 yards and it's like, oh, can't go any further, you know? Yeah. Um, but there's big areas where it really opens up and it's plenty of room to turn around and, you know, get your vehicle. You don't have to like back out or anything like that. Yeah, I, I, I would just imagine backing all the way out. But what tripped me out is you go in and then it starts going down. It's not, it's not like, it's not like straight in. Like you you start going down and you're going down into the, the mountain basically, yeah. you know? The depth so of, depth. Uh, yeah. yeah. Dude, you're already getting me freaked out. I wouldn't do it. No, thank you. It was fun. It was cool. Did we, you like it when you're in there? Do you like just turn off all the lights? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cause I took Rachel with me oh, and, and was able to convince her to go in. <laughs> you, you probably can't see your hand in front Nothing. of your face. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. I was like, I was like, Hey babe, watch this. Had the light. He's like, turn it back on. Because <laughs> yeah. it's like, like death black, like nothing, you know. That's crazy. That'd be so cool, though. But it. But that's why you buy all. It, that's why you pay all this money for all those lights. Yeah. <laughs> I have lots of lights. They're not wired up. Well, that's on the mini. <laughs> <laughs> now on my uh, Actually, yeah. my ditch lights on my ZR2 aren't wired up either. <laughs> I'm too lazy. But I don't what know what I'm me doing. Out is there's people like hiking into it. What? Yeah, oh, yeah. There was a group of people in there. Oh, just headlamps just, and just shit? headlamps and flashlights. And I was like, yeah. good luck with that. Yeah. But uh, no, it's cool. I, I like that area. Uh, I love the east side. That's of right the off area. of like a, um, Alabama Hills yeah. and Trona. It's kind of like in between there or something like that. It's a little it's north of just it. Just a little bit right? north of Alabama yeah. Hills. So uh, if you know where Manzanar is. Mm-mm. The the Japanese internment camp. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So basically, you're going up 395. You turn left to go into there, or you turn right to go to the, the to the mine. Oh, okay, it's, okay. It's the same spot. You mm. know, just turn off right there. The layers, yeah. But uh, it's cool. Yeah, we went out there, you know, uh, explored the mine. It's on both sides of the. There's like a big ridge right there. You go up one side to go up into the mine, and then the other side you go. You can go up, and there's a it's the other side of the mine, but there's a lot of equipment up there, like uh, uh, ore chutes and stuff like that. Yeah. So you can go up there and check it out. Some of the mining equipment stuff still up there? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I need to go on some of these trips. Yeah. <laughs> I know, yeah. right? <laughs> I haven't been on a camping trip in a very long time. <sighs> I need to get out. Man, the 395 is the best place. Like, you can get there it, in like three it, hours. <laughs> there's so much and to there's explore. so much to do. Any, any direction you go is yeah. rad. Well, right now, I mean, you can always go so far. Yeah. It's just packed with like, yeah, like they've closed down a lot of the 395, like, especially near Bishop in that area. Mammoth get like 10 feet of snow or something stupid. Mammoth? Yeah. No, it's like 40 feet of snow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, like there was this, uh, I watched this video because like NBC News like interviewed this lady because her house, and it's literally like 30 feet up in the air yeah. and it's just like straight snow. Yeah. And Jeez. she like dug tunnels just to get in her like yep. house and stuff. I'm amazed that the roof just doesn't collapse with all that weight. Right. Well, they had that uh, grocery uh, store. Where was that at? Uh, uh, Ridgeline or something? Ridgeline? I, I yeah. can't remember where it was. Tahoe, so- I think. 
somewhere, yeah. Crestline, or I don't remember where it was, but they, yeah, like literally a whole grocery store, the whole roof collapsed. Oh, yeah. Like, fuck. Doesn't surprise me. I mean, that's a lot that's of weight. A lot of weight, yeah. 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 A lot of weight. And then imagine when it starts like melting and shit. Like, oh, it'll be flood. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're already, uh, I was watching a video the other day that they're um, working on this emergency release plan for all the California lakes because they're all 100% full right now. Most and, of them are. And they're, <laughs> and they're, no, just about all of them. And they're worried now because not from the rains, but once the snow, snow melts. Melt. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be even. Yeah, all the so, dams are be pushing, and the ground is actually pretty damn saturated, yeah. right? Too because we've had so much rain. Well, this last weekend they did a emergency release at um, Oroville, up in uh, oh really? California. Oh, that's Northern California. Yeah, because Dang. they they're they're panicking and they're starting to worry about you know the lakes overflowing and flooding like the towns and stuff. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> well, I know that because we picked up the mini last year in May. Mm-hmm. And we were driving down, and we went over like Lake Shasta. Oh, and yeah. dude, it's nothing. It, it was, was like hundreds of feet down. Yeah, yeah, it was. Bonkers. And like, I'm not even joking. It was like hundreds of feet down. Yeah, and I uh, like a little puddle saw, at the bottom. Right? It literally, like, I'm like, what happened here? Yeah, there's a lake here. Yeah, it was like <laughs> the Grand Canyon. There's no water in it. You yeah. Know? So, um, I wonder how. F- you know, right. full that is. I, I saw some pictures. It did come up, but it's not. It's like half no. of what it was when we saw it. Yeah, but once they get that snow melt, a lot though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we're we still getting it. rain. Yeah. yeah. The bad part is that um, the Colorado River system's not getting any of this. I know. You know, mm. Mojave's like still down. Mead, um, Powell's down pretty bad. Yep. Yeah, they need it. And that's time. our water. Yeah, source. that's our supply. Right. Yeah, because California didn't know how to trap all this rain that we get. We just dump it back it's down. It's all to the runoff. Ocean. Right. Yeah. So Geniuses. we'll see what happens. But they're saying that with the snowpack, it should run down and, you know, fill up a lot of the the lakes and stuff. So. Yeah, hopefully it gets a little. I sure hope so, man, because I don't know what we're going to do. Yeah. do we, is there still a fire ban in California? Probably. <laughs> we're, we're under a state of emergency yeah, still, I'm sure. Always, yeah. yeah. Well, they just lifted the uh, the water use ban. Just recently? Today, I saw a thing. Seriously? I'm like, I don't even water my lawn because it's A, cold outside, and then B, like, it's so saturated. Like, I literally walked outside in the grass with my bare feet because I was, like, trying to get to my dog because he was digging the mud. He was, like, digging (laughs) up one of my plants, my new puppy, whatever. So I was, like, running over there. I was like, stop it! And, um... Like literally, like it was almost like I was like walking. Spongy. It was spongy water, and water was splashing up. And I'm like, "What the hell?" <laughs> it's so saturated right now. I don't think I've had my. I mean, I don't have a lawn anymore, but uh, you know, for the plants and trees and stuff in the yard, like I haven't had the irrigation on in freaking months. It's been awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's, <great>. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of nice because the rain has come, and then it'd be like two weeks later, and then come again, yeah. and then you know, a week later. Because, like, even this storm system that just went through, we have another system coming next Wednesday. Right. So. Never ends. I love it. Never ending. <laughs> well, that was perfect for uh, Rig Fest, too, because it was just enough to keep the dust down. Yeah. That yeah. was, like, it, yeah, because, like, right when we were pulling in, it was raining yep. still. And, like, you know, it's out in Johnson Valley Desert. And, uh, yeah, it, yeah, there was no dust. Well, driving dust. The wind was kicking up some dust. Yeah. But other than that, yeah. But that was one of the good things about having the wind out there was pushing the dust off the trail so you're not driving in a cloud of uh, talc, you know? Yeah, yeah usually. Yeah, you could be like right up behind each other and, and instead of just getting blasted. You know, right. Be, oh. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, but how much fun was Rigfest? Dude, yeah, I had a blast, dude. Like, great. It was a uh, windy, yeah. <laughs> to say the least. But yeah, everybody. I think it's rad that like the people that stayed are the hardcore, basically. Like, like yeah. you know, I mean, you never know what elements you're gonna get, and you just deal with it and have fun. And everybody, we still all had a blast. We oh, had yeah. a ton of fun just hanging out, and you know, yeah. It was, windy and blowing but everybody made the best of it you know the food was amazing it was a great group of people oh yeah jesse and robert did an amazing job of putting it together and, oh, yeah. and organizing it and and keeping it going yeah yeah get you know keep make sure like we were <laughs> we were fed like every, yeah, every night every night yeah breakfast i mean there's yeah and the food was bomb uh, dude the barbacoa was so good the, the second night yeah Oh, that was so good. <laughs> yeah, I the think what, I think Magnaflow sponsored it the first night, and then Optima the second, or vice versa. Yeah, well, yeah, vice. I don't know which which yeah. uh, order it went, but yeah, yeah, yeah. They were out there. Yeah, uh, Optima had their. They had the uh, the the, Rivian, the two right? Rivians, the SUV and the pickup truck with the trailer and the bikes and stuff like that. And uh, they had that uh, the the red bus rv thing oh my god that thing ridiculous, was amazing. ridiculous dude that thing was awesome <coughs> bless you yeah, thank you um and that guy had a uh a, a built-up wj as well oh was that his yeah that was parked there yeah yeah Out back that thing was nice dude was really wj nice. gang the hell yeah yeah that, that thing was on i think it was on 37s was well, it yeah like that's he, he had a eight inch lift and yeah that thing was pretty well built i yeah. didn't crawl all over it but just from I, what I could see. Yeah, I'm I sure did. you did. You're right there. <laughs> I was drooling over it. Yeah. Uh, dude, his whole setup was sick. You know, it's like this, I don't know, it had been an older bus, it looked yeah. like, but, you know, it had the slides and all that. And then he had this outdoor, like, barbecue that slid out. With an ice maker. With an ice maker yeah. and a beer fridge and, like, a TV that came up out of it yeah. and speakers all around. Yeah, and that's just his little outdoor area. Full-length awning that ran the yeah. full length of the bus. The bus, yeah. yeah. That thing was bonkers, dude. Yeah, uh, Sam over on Rough Rack, like he was out there. He made some breakfast burritos and stuff like that. He has a new uh, kitchen out there and stuff, and uh, testing it out. And um, it was so windy. So like the second that the second night, you know, we're all in line getting our you know, the the uh, they set up the uh, kitchen right next to the uh, the bus there just be, to block the wind. Yeah. And I saw that everybody like all those guys were like they grabbed their plates and they went right back up into the uh, the bus to <laughs> eat. I'm like, yeah, I don't blame you. It was nice and big screen TVs and all that. Yeah, but yeah. You're talking about the the Optima Red Bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I saw a picture of it. it. Looked pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I think I posted a photo of it. It was pretty nice. Um, I actually saw it. It was featured on um, like Extreme RVs or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you were saying that. Yeah, yeah. I because when we pulled up, I was like, I've seen that thing before. And then he mentioned something about, yeah, I was featured on a show or something. And yeah. That's where I saw it. It was on that, that TV show. <laughs> it, it's, it's pretty extreme. So. Yeah. Yeah. But Laser Town was pretty rad. Yeah. Like uh, the first day or so, like it, it was just, you know, we we're too busy activities, doing all the stuff. So we didn't walk around until Sunday. And uh, yeah, it was rad. Like there was like a koi pond, pretty big old koi pond. Full on like, koi pond. Yeah. Huge koi in there. And like it was. It, they had like it was weird. Like there's all these hammocks. Oh yeah, there was something like twenty hammocks and like, like a jungle. Gym. Yeah, like a jungle gym of hammocks yeah. and stuff. And I guess he's a metal worker, so like all the, they had all those cactus, those metal cactus lining the road going in. And so from what what Jesse was saying is he owns Laser Nut. Yeah, which is like a fabrication. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they build all the tabs for all the yeah. Yeah, and so I guess he does all that. 
that art and everything out there. And yeah, it's probably all his scraps. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> it's rad though. Like the way it's set up, all the like the graffiti art and everything is so cool. Yeah, because he has like a bunch of like shipping containers all yeah. stacked up, and he, there's the the one with the wave. Did you see shark. that? Yeah, yeah, with it, the shark. Yeah, yeah, she was telling me the story. They're like you know pushing some dirt or something like that, yeah. trying to build up some mounds, and they pushed it into one of the shipping containers, and they didn't realize it, but they're pushing it, and like the shipping container started to cave in. Yeah, and it became the, like. And once they realized, oh, shit, stop, stop. And then they looked and like the whole like shipping container was like caved in so much. It looked like it was like a wave. So he had the the guy doing all the graffiti painting and stuff. He like painted it like a wave with like a shark in it and everything. Yeah. Oh, that's it's, cool. It's that's actually cool. really rad. Yeah. The way so they did where, it. So where in Johnson Valley is it? Because I know where Hammertown is, obviously. It's right by Hammertown. Literally right there. Yeah. It's off of what's uh, that, the main road you turn right on? Like, uh, Boone. 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 Yeah. So if you're going, like if you're heading toward Hammertown from, you know, uh, Yucca Valley and all that, and then you hit Boone Road, so you, Road. you were out there for King of the Hammers. Yeah. yeah. So do you remember when you, right before you come into Hammertown, there was that big giant like bar and grill, but it was like a giant tent. It was called the 40. It was on the right hand side. Yeah. Well, which way are you coming in from? There's two ways. Right off, right off of uh, was it Old Spring, Old Woman Springs Road? Yeah, it's whatever. The, the, yeah, oh, the main, main, okay, main road. Okay, so you're coming in. Okay, from Yucca See, Valley. I come in from like the Hesperia side. Yeah. So like up the 15, and then you take a right, and you head east. Oh, oh okay. So I'm you guys came from, from the the east, east to west. the west. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah, I know what you're talking about. So it's like right off of that area. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so it's um yeah literally, literally like right before you get into Hammertown there was this yeah on that big, dirt road on that dirt road the lake bed there's a place called the Forty and it was set up like a giant like bar and grill type yeah thing. oh with the string lights yeah yeah oh yeah, 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 yeah. So La- Laser Town was right behind that oh I but, but it was never... you couldn't see it because all the other stuff was in front of it well, basically you know, fucking hundred thousand people there yeah <laughs> Just, you know, I guess I wasn't paying attention yeah. Yeah, yeah. buried in all the RVs and everything <laughs> right. but yeah it was literally okay. right there yeah. yeah I know what you're talking about yeah. that's awesome okay yeah I guess like that that the 40 they're gonna turn that into like a resort or something out there yeah they're developing it yeah it's kind of a bummer oh god <laughs> King of the Hammers is becoming commercial Everybody, yeah, everybody's everything. trying to capitalize on yep. it yep for three weeks out of the year. Yeah, exactly. It's big hey. money three weeks out of the year. Yeah. Well, land was cheap out there. Yeah, right. right. It was all meth towns, and now it's laser towns. Yeah. <laughs> Hammer towns. And, yeah. Hammer town. Yeah. yeah. No, That's it, awesome. Yeah, it was a rad, it's a rad little place Like it's if you haven't been out cool. there. Yeah. yeah. They built like a big old fire pit um, out of bricks and stuff. That was all well, Alex cool. put that together, like, and they had to tear it down the next day. Right. Yeah. But it was still cool, like. Big giant fire pit, you know. Um, yeah, they had that amazing raffle and stuff like that. Like, yeah, ton pr- of prizes. Yeah. They pulled in like the buses and stuff, like all the RVs to make like a windbreak, so we could right. all hang out and do you know around the fire and then do the raffles and stuff. And yeah, the prizes were crazy. Dude, I got home and I opened up the swag bags and I was Dude, like, the swag Dude, bag was this rad. Is rad. Yeah. Wish I could have gone. Oh, uh, yeah, no, it was cool. Yeah, yeah. He, he got one of the hats on. Yeah, dude. Yeah. The, it's a nice hat. It's a really nice hat. Yeah. <laughs> I opened the bag and I was like, this isn't a cheap hat. I know. Like, this is really That's nice. That's an Optima hat, man. Yeah. 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 Bot- like, Bodo's jerky, like, gave everybody a bag of jerky. Yeah. It showed up. And Hell then, yeah. yeah. And then we, we bought more from him. Yeah, too. of course. I, yeah, I heard yeah. he has long hair now, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was bitching <laughs> about it. <laughs> he, like, it was it flowing in the wind? Yeah. Is that what it was? Yes. <laughs> His long locks. Yes. <laughs> We got to shoot a commercial. We got to give him a mullet before he chops it oh, off. Oh, yeah. Give, oh, no. <laughs> Go, a mullet or a mohawk? One of the two. 
Botus mullets. Mm, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wind and desert dust and long yeah. hair do not mix. It sucks. <laughs> oh, that's it. Probably all got all tangled and oh, shit. Fucking rat nest, yeah. dude. Ugh. Rat nest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, it was blowing. Like, I mean, we were in the camper, so it wasn't too bad. But you guys were in a ground tent, so you. It were... wasn't bad. I uh, I st- I put extra guy lines on the the oh. gazelle so it wouldn't pop in the sides oh okay mm. it, was, it was pretty solid you that's know? good it, it didn't bother me too much it was more of waking up the next morning and being buried in the sand <laughs> you know yeah how did the sand get in there what do you, so, did you did you sleep with your door open or the windows open no so the way the gazelles are the top is all mesh and the rain oh. fly and then you put the rain fly over that but it, the wind would go up under the rain fly and then, you know, the bring in the so- fine dirt yep. because it acts as a filter. Yep. Yeah. Get all the, all the loot. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, the fine dirt it just yeah. sticks to everything. Yeah. I literally got home. That's why you had a shift Sunday, pod, bro. And I spent, yeah. no joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the outsiders. I literally spent the next day uh, on Sunday. I got home. Yeah, yeah. We left early and we all b- bailed out at like nine o'clock or whatever. Yeah. And got home. I spent the next four hours <laughs> taking everything apart. Everything. I even I carry uh, those Plano boxes in my Jeep, but I take them out. You know when when I get to camp. camp. Yeah. yeah. It had gotten inside the little like creases in the in the. Yeah. I don't have them like waterproofed or whatever. You there's don't like, have the rubber seal. There's like that hack you can yeah. do or whatever. I my dad and brother did that. Yeah, I need to because. Apparently, they, they, yeah, they were, they were full of sand too. Oh shit! Just from sitting out in that windstorm, you know. Jeez. But I took I had to pull my tent, open my tent up at home again, and and vacuum it out. And yeah, a ton of sand in there. Take my sleeping bags out and shake them out. And but it was good. I hadn't you know gone through my gear in a while. So. <laughs> Probably yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, was like, all right. I need to go through my gear too. I mean, yeah. I haven't been camping at all. I should be taking this time to go through my gear. Well, you were hammers was probably last time we were out. That's not really camping. Yeah, no, I don't really yeah. count that. That's an event. Yeah. You know, when yeah. I talk about camping, I'm talking about like no camping, one else yeah. is out there besides yeah. my group. Yeah, I need I need more of those. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, you gonna you gonna do some chef stuff for us if we go camping? Hell yeah. Mm. Anytime. You, you're not gonna you're not gonna keep it low key with some basic stuff. You're gonna like go all out, right? You bring the food, I'll cook it. Hey, oh, there I you will. Go. Hey, I <laughs> will. Uh-oh, uh-oh. I'll cook it. And you know what? I'll bring all the cooking oh. apparatuses I have, so you'll have like everything to work yeah, with. Yeah, you've got everything. <laughs> got a scottle? No, I have a I have a king disc. Oh, okay. It's like a giant scottle. It's like a it's a it's like a big wok. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, and I'm sure you can come up with some fun stuff in that. Ah, oh, dude, we'll, we'll I just want to have stuff. fun, man. I just want to like just experiment. Yeah. You know what my favorite thing to cook at camp is? You, I think you asked me earlier, but my favorite thing to do breakfast burritos. Oh. Yeah. And I make. A killer breakfast burrito. Okay, what do you, what do you, like, explain how yeah, you, you hold don't on, have to hold give away on. the secret sauce, but like but break it down a little bit. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, I may or may not bring some brisket. For I knew oh, it. Oh, I knew it. Oh, I was about yeah. to say he probably brings he fucking does, brisket. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds um, delicious. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, so breakfast burritos. Okay, okay. I love doing breakfast burritos. Um, do you make your own salsa? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Question: um, Since you work at a, a place with a smoker, do you smoke the the vegetables and everything like that? You kind of get that. I haven't done that yet. Try um, it. We'll try it. Yeah. Uh, my my wife, uh, she makes salsa, and uh, I bust out my Traeger, and we throw like the the all the paint or the the peppers and like oh, all nice. the yeah. everything on it, sure. and the tomatoes. Smoke them. Do it. 
Mm, do I it. Do, I have in the past. <laughs> I like doing stuff uh, in the fryer. Have you done that? Like air fryer or like a like an oil fryer? At work, we've got a regular fryer. Yeah, right? you know, fryer fryer. <laughs> no, but same thing. Throw all the, everything, whole tomatoes, whole peppers and stuff in the fryer and fry them. For a salsa? Wow. Yeah, and then you throw the whole thing in the blender. Really? Yeah, yeah that's what she does. She does it in the blender. After yeah. I smoke all the vegetables, she'll throw it all in the blender and then we'll add some like, you know, spices. Yeah. Done. Yeah, but mm. do it in the fryer. You know, fry everything up and then just everything because it'll start taking the skin and everything off. Yeah, peels but, it off. But you still throw everything in the in the blender and just blend it up. Good sounds stuff. like we're going to have to have a cook-off. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm not claiming to be a professional, but, you but. Know, David versus Goliath, you never know. <laughs> and <clears throat> you're going to get uh, Little Smokies to sponsor it, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. <laughs> Little Smokies camp out. <laughs> Duh. Duh. <laughs> we'll have t-shirts and everything. Hell yeah. Dude, that's right. I forgot. We got to get on that. I totally forgot I about totally that. I totally forgot just remember that. I was like, shit. oh. Core memory yep. triggered. <laughs> <laughs> this guy pays attention. Uh, barely, barely. Now, oh, you know what? Yeah, okay. Little Smokies. Little Smokies. <laughs> That's awesome, man. So you say so you make a good uh, breakfast burrito. Mandatory. If you're going to be in the cookout, you mm. got to have your shirt off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> I don't want to get oil on it. Well, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. It's butters. Good thing I'm just going to be a judge. I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, true, true, true. <laughs> yeah, he, he's uh, he's alluding to a little uh, yeah. Camp Chef cook-off, uh, average overlander. Yeah. You know? We need to make that happen. We we do. We, we will make we it will. happen. We'll get a good group of people to go up there and just have some fun. Let's do it. Let's like you said. People and the food, man. Yeah. That's that's what it's all about. Hell yeah. Some mystery ingredients. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, you got to throw a challenge oh, in there. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, maybe throw them a couple of curveballs while they're in the middle of cooking. Mm. Yeah. Oh, your propane is off. What are you going to do now? Oh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fucked up, uh, dude. You know, I, I know <laughs> you, you do this for a living, yeah. but like, do you ever watch any like shows like Cutthroat Kitchen or anything like that? Yeah, there's some, there's some that I'll watch. Um, I'll be honest, I don't like the... The Gordon Ramsay stuff. No offense to Gordon Ramsay, but I just don't like the format. Yeah, just the whole yelling at people and and you know that type of thing. Because I came up through that kind of an environment. Yeah, you almost know, glamorizing it in a sense. Or... Yeah, and I, and I know it's all you know ratings and theatrics. And yeah, but uh, I just I don't know. It just brings back bad memories. <laughs> Some know? PTSD from uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, but no, there's there's a lot of good shows out there, um, and yeah, I watch them. You know, I get some inspiration from some of them. You know, some of these people that come up with things that you're like, oh, I would never thought about that. Yeah, you know, there was um, the show that my family is watching. My kids love it too. Is Cutthroat Kitchen and Alton Brown's like the host and everything. I love Alton Brown. He's so he's cool. hilarious. Yeah, but but the reason why I bring it up is because you mentioned you're like, oh, you throw him a curveball mid. You know, whatever. Yeah. And so part of that show is is like you could actually he auctions off items yeah. that will screw your other competitor. Oh really? And yeah. Pumped He'll be up. like, okay, so uh basically I'm auctioning off this thing because you all start out with like twenty grand or twenty-five grand or something like that. And then they'll they'll bid it up because they're like, Oh shit, I cannot have that happen to me. Mm -hmm. And so then it would be like, Okay, you have to get rid of all your sugar and only use like fruity pebbles or something like <laughs> that. And then like you're making a dessert and you're not allowed to use like the oven. The main and, and yeah. it's like you have to bake a cake without an oven. Or he'll make it my favorite is when he breaks up the easy bake oven. Oh shit. And up. like you'll have to like make your shit all using this little micro kitchen set. <laughs> so it reminds me, like if you're doing a cook off, especially in overlanding, 
you can't just go to the store like, oh, I forgot the garlic salt or you yeah. know whatever it is. You can't just go somewhere. Got what you got. So you gotta improvise. Yeah. So I think it'll be fun, man. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. You'll have to help us out with like the the list in mystery and ingredients, and then mm-hmm, kind of the mm-hmm. format, dude. Let's do it. Because I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to taste it. I just want to eat it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man, this is delicious. Five stars. And he's like, man, this is kind of basic. Yeah, but, you know. Sucks, but, yeah. <laughs> you can put that in your mouth. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Good times. No, I, think right. that'd be, I think that'd be a lot of fun. And I think everybody would get a kick out of it, too. Yeah, just for I'd just, just for kicks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On Route 67. No, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh man, I'm getting too tired. Yeah, <laughs> getting delirious. So, all right. Um, yeah. Uh, Shout outs, man. Yeah. You want to get some plugins? Plugins. Uh, I guess I'll plug uh, Goliath Off Road. I guess they're now Goliath Overland. Uh, I've got a set of new bumpers coming from them. Oh, okay. So okay. I'm pretty excited about that. Front That'd and nice. rear. Front and rear. Um, I'm Where excited. are they out of? Uh, I think he's in Florida. Oh, wow. Okay. But, uh, you know, there's not a big market out there for aftermarket stuff for uh, WJs. WJs. Oh, really? It's, it's hard to find, especially bumpers and things like that. Yeah, I'd say most of the, most of them I see are kind of like budget build or, you know, or just kind of home build kind yeah. of setups. Yeah. But uh, I have gotten a couple products from him before, and uh, it's been good quality stuff. So I'm excited uh, to get the bumpers. And I know, I think they're moving to a new facility right now. So they're a little behind on uh, uh, getting orders out. Production. They, yeah, I mean, they're, it's they're just, they're, yeah, yeah. You know, so I'm patient. I don't need it right away. Um, but I'm, I am excited to, uh, to get them in and uh, get them on the Jeep and... Nice. Got the the rear bumper is going to have the built-in uh, tire swing out and everything. So. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, I'm excited about that. So that'd probably be uh, my plug there. All right. Nice, nice. The, maybe the barn. Yeah, the barn. The barn. Hey, okay, so I'm going to have to come visit you at the barn, man. Anytime. Um, uh, can you just tell us your hours that you're open and where you're located? So we are on the campus of uh, uh, UC Riverside, um, but we're on right on the edge of campus. Um, it's it's open to the public, um, but we do uh, service the students and the faculty and staff of uh, UC Riverside as well. But anybody can come. Um, we are a music venue, uh, so we do concerts. We nice. actually, we've got a big concert coming up on Friday for St. Patrick's Day. Oh, oh that's right. That's right. So, well, if you're listening to this, happy St. Patrick's Day to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's in two days. Like That literally is a perfect scenario. Yeah. Friday, St. Patty's Day, people oh, are going to get We've got a rad band coming to play. We've had them there before, and they're amazing. What's the name of the band? They're called the Miss Smiths. The Myth Smiths? Yeah. So they okay. are a Misfits and Smiths tribute band. I, oh. I kind of figured yeah. the Misfits yeah. part, but yeah. 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 They're awesome. They're such a good band and such great people. Uh, they do the full skeleton outfit with the face paint. Um, they have two lead singers. So one guy does all the uh, Misfits stuff, and then the other guy does all the Smith stuff. Oh, right on. Man. He sounds like Morrissey. So, so you, like, how is it set up? Like, because it's a restaurant and music venue in one, or yeah, is it separated? So or we we have a big property, so we have um, uh, the barn itself is a restaurant. Uh, it's a kind of a scramble style um, quick service 
uh, or uh, like a fast casual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. So there's different platforms. You can go to whatever one you want to order from. Um, and there's some indoor seating, but we have a um, two big patios on either side of of the barn itself. And on the west patio, um, we have an outdoor stage uh, with a you know state of the art uh, sound good. system. Yeah, yeah. It was all the 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 whole complex was um, renovated in 2020 um, during the pandemic, yeah. and you know it was pretty much like no no uh, expense spared. You know when they built it, nice. so it's beautiful place. Uh, the barn has a long history of music. Uh, going all the way back to like the 70s. That's awesome. Um, I've been there for a minute. Yeah, a lot of um, bands that weren't big at the time played there and then went on to become, you know, big bands. Uh, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers played there. Oh, shit. Um, Real Big Fish got discovered there. Nice. Um, uh, Rage Against the Machine. Oh, shit. Uh, so, yeah, he's yeah. an actual little... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Corn, Creed, like a bunch of those bands, yeah. <laughs> Creed. Yeah. <laughs> I know how to throw that one out there. No, yeah. I know, no. no. People know. They're, like, they're hey, a big he's, band. A, he's yeah. Grammy Award winning. But, yeah, <laughs> it, uh, you know, they there was a lot of... It was it was kind of like the the punk rock and uh, ska scene in the in like the nineties. Yeah, you mentioned Real Big Fish. Um, yeah, 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 no <laughs> doubt played there before they got big. Oh wow! Uh, Blink eighty Blink one eighty two played there when they were just Blink. Oh wow! Um, you know Sublime, all those bands, they all played there. It was pretty cool. So we're trying to bring it back to its former glory. Yeah, Go man. Actually, yeah. yeah. Well, they got a good chef. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, in his very, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll give you the full review. Yeah, we'll have to try. I, yeah. You. Yeah. I definitely will not be there on this Friday. Um, <laughs> Damn it! I didn't even think. I totally forgot it was St. Patrick's Day until you just yeah. said that. Shit. I didn't think about it either. What am I gonna do? Got to go have green beer somewhere. Go, uh, yeah, I'll go buy some Guinness and sit on my couch. <laughs> <laughs> that actually sounds kind of yeah. nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh I'll man! Have some Irish whiskey. <laughs> Awesome bushmills awesome. here, yeah. So, uh, what's your plug, Jared? Oh, okay. Um, well, uh, after you know, we go to the barn on uh, Friday, <laughs> <laughs> um, Saturday, uh, actually, this whole weekend, um, Overland Adventure and Power Sports Show, uh, is at uh, in Pomona, local for us, so that should be a fun one. It's, it's pretty cheap, and like, I think it's like 10 bucks entry something like that yeah. And i think and yeah we posted like on our stories um there's uh who's it uh sgv uh corpse has like a two dollar coupon and stuff like that but yeah it's at the uh, fairplex in pomona um i think i'm gonna try and go saturday i might try and go sunday my daughter's got a lacrosse tournament on saturday oh okay mm, lacrosse okay. supposed to be doing something sunday but i can't remember what but i'm sure i'll be told um <laughs> <laughs> how that one works and then, uh, yeah, so th- Sunday, that'll be a lot of fun. And then, then uh, next weekend, there's actually a couple things next weekend. There's a lot of stuff going on, yeah. Yeah, shit. There's, I can't remember. There's one, but I know the uh, MagnaFlow is having a meetup at their uh, uh, headquarters in uh, Oceanside in California. Um, yeah, these are all California events. Sorry, everybody. I'm not, if you, and like, if people know of like some cool events in other states, We'll shout them out. Yeah, like share them with us, and we'll we'll post them up for you. You know, if you got some cool, fun little coffee meetups, if I see them, I, I post them. You know, if you're wherever town and you're listening, you might want to know about it. So, uh, but yeah, uh, Magnaflow is having a, a meetup on the 25th 
uh, which is a Saturday at eight o'clock at there. And that looks like a lot of fun. Jesse's going to be out there. Um, you may be there, right, Ben? Maybe. Yeah. I, I'm, My daughters have a dance competition, but I'm going to try to go on Sunday and then go to her thing Saturday, but we'll see. Uh, okay. Yeah. I'm, I really want to go, but like that's, I very rarely get a free weekend where we're not going somewhere or doing something. So I'm supposed to be doing my camper build that weekend. So I, I need to stick to it and just actually get it happen, <laughs> buckle dude. down and could we've it's been raining and I just haven't had a chance to do shit. So yes. So next weekend I, I don't think I can make it, but right yeah, on. It'll be a lot of fun. Well, hopefully, hopefully I can make it, but no promises as of yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what I got. What do you got, Ben? So I just found a uh, new website by somebody who I know. Mm. I, I didn't realize they own this company. Uh, thrashedoffroad.com. They literally have a ton of you know parts and accessories and everything for pretty much all vehicles. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it's kind of funny because I was like checking out his website. I was like, oh, this is kind of cool, you know. And then they have they have everything like the fire pit yeah. by Tembo Tusk is on there. Out. You told me about. It. I was checking it out. I'm like hats, hats merch. They got accessories. They have you buy a tent, on- Dude, you they, there's buy, a two seventy yeah. awning on here right now for five hundred bucks. What? what? Yeah. <laughs> We're all what? <laughs> yeah, dude. It's it's a 270 freestanding batwing awning by Thrashed Off Road for 500 bucks. It's on sale. Wow. Damn. 500 bucks, deal. dude. And then there's one with the awning walls and everything for 800. It's the same one, but with the awning wall kit for 800 bucks. Wow. So, anyways, thrashedoffroad.com. Yeah. It's uh, a guy I know. Cool dude. Yeah. I'm not supposed to say his name. But real, real cool dude. Real cool dude. <laughs> <laughs> and some cool shit. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, now I'm going to go spend all my money. I'll just give it to him, yeah, I guess. It. I don't know. Yeah. I hadn't heard about that until you like yeah, we were talking about uh, last night or yesterday. And like they even have their own hot sauce. I, I know. I thought that was rad, dude. Come to like their own hot <laughs> yeah. sauce. Oh, yeah. They rad. have their own hot sauce, man. We need an average oh, overlander's hot, hot sauce. sauce. There you go. <laughs> hey, if you make hot sauces, you Every- know, maybe you got to formulate one for oh, us. Oh, there yeah. we go. Everybody's got He's coffee. He's like, God damn it. I'm just a chef, man. I just <laughs> I know. Think, Fuck, man. Shut up. <laughs> oh yeah. man. Yeah, man. But we'll uh, we'll have to we'll have to shout out thrashedoffroad.com. Yeah, yeah. I like it. There you go. Nice, nice. That's it, and that's all. Cool. Bub rub. All right. <laughs> Whistles go. <laughs> woo. What, what, what was that? <laughs> rub. That's a uh, 2005, that's 2006 YouTube throwback. Oh. Anyways. Yeah. I guess that wasn't cool back then. <laughs> yeah. I'll play it for you later. All right. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Awesome. Well, thanks. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, for Making the time, oh, dealing with our technical difficulties, yeah. man. <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah, but uh, the blast. Yeah, a lot of fun. We got to do a camp trip again. Um, camp cook off. You're be cooking. Um, ben will bring the food, and I will just eat it all. There um, you go. We'll bring, yeah, man. We'll bring the kids out. We'll have a good time. Yeah, let's do it. Cool. Awesome. All, all right. right. Well, thank you everybody for uh, hanging out with us again. And uh, we'll. Uh, what are we? What are we gonna do, Ben? We're gonna catch him on the next one. Yeah, baby. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> <laughs>